everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offer Podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm Ian. And we are back for another episode. This is number 59. 59er. 5, 5, is this one lucky? No, I mean. Not a lucky episode. Just, no, just, just your run-of-the-mill 59 59 Okie dokie. Uh, thanks for tuning in again, folks. And we're back. Um. Uh. Yeah. I don't know what I was gonna say. You know how many times I've said that intro though? Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's a lot. Fifty nine. No, no, no. Far <laughs> more than that. Hundreds of times. Ten thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, it, does it, you think anybody notices that it's live every time? I feel like the people who notice it's so repetitive notice. now that no, that it's just nah. like oh, that's just a recording. No, it's not. No, that's good. So uh, we're back. We got some new patrons. We're just going to jump right into that. Uh, and I forgot who it was. Dag- I didn't write them down. Some silly like I that. I was going to say, <laughs> I cannot stand the podcasts that have a recorded intro. Uh-huh. Because uh, their intro will be like, everything from like full on hyped up like yeah, yeah, mode. Yeah. And then they'll like they'll jump in like, cut, and they'll be like, and uh, <laughs> welcome to the show. I'm like, Doesn't okay, really- clearly you're not on the same energy level there. Like, <laughs> I just want it to flow real nice. And that's why I enjoy doing it live every time. Uh, welcome, Matthew Fisher and Tyler Spear. Welcome to the party. Those are our two new patrons. Both jumped into the $10 tier and right. we appreciate your support. Right at the, the end of January. So they got Got the just, just the, yeah, for January. Just slid right in. Yep. Yes. Got that in there so that they can jump in and uh, get their point, and then we're on to the next month. Where can we find Patreon for those who are still not smart enough to get into Patreon? Club? Yeah, whether it be on the one dollar tier, the ten dollar tier, or five dollars, or anywhere in between, you can check it out. www.patreon.com forward slash total offer podcast. You have to look it up that way. We are too explicit to be found on the page. So if you just go to patreon.com and you try to search Total Offer Podcast, we're non-existent. And so that's how you know you're extra exclusive and you probably cost too much. Yeah, but Patreon. anything marked explicit is yeah, not searchable. Yeah, so right. I don't feel like we're at the top of the list. Oh, but, yeah. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? We're not showing so, dudes. No. Nah. Well, we could if, um, if they want to. If everybody wants to, pay, wants to up, <laughs> I'll, uh, we'll take my clothes off for money. Opens only fans. Yeah. <laughs> Probably make more putting clothes back on, uh, which again, not a problem. I put clothes on every day. Mm. If somebody wants to throw me 10 bucks for getting dressed. Oh, that's genius. You start nude and like make them pay you to put yeah. clothes back on. But how do the, oh, why would you brilliant. not just like, I would just leave. Like <laughs> I picture like a Facebook group live video thing and it's like, I'm naked. <laughs> and it's like, and people just start you paying. can't leave until you pay me to put all my clothes on. You know, like I'll just end video and you end video, but it does like, you can't end it. Once yeah. you're in, you're in. Yeah. It's like, I need to figure out how to blackball the people that get invited into oh, this video i just got a picture from the wife you want to see it yeah oh well that's not what i thought you no were that's definitely not what you thought i was gonna no. show you i mean no, no nudes yeah okay <laughs> it's a badlands shirt no it's a badlands onesie oh badlands onesie on, on owen yeah yeah isn't that cool i he's picked getting, that up when i was out there he's uh, getting big. for the hangover run yeah yep what color yeah. is the shirt well i mean I'm just asking what technical color looks is real, this? real close to bougie blue. It pretty. You know what? You know what though? It looks closer to Speakman green. I like was going to say. Blue. I was wondering if you were going to yeah. give it the old speakeasy Speakman, the old speakeasy color. blue. 
Well, we need a name for that. Speakeasy Blue. Speakeasy and a speakeasy. Remember last week we got a onesie in the mail? Yep. Was it from him? Yes. Uh, I mean, I kind of figured Toyota. He's like the biggest <sighs> Toyota nut swinger I think I know. I'm like on the fence. Like, do I put it on the kid and take pictures and put it on the internet and thank Dustin for it? Or do I burn it and put it on the internet and thank Dustin for it? Put it on the kid. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Wait. Oh, by the way. Wait a week. Kid just full <laughs> diarrhea shit all over it. <laughs> That wouldn't have been hard a while back, but it's like a 18 month. So it's going to be like a minute before he fits in it. But yeah, but it'll yeah. still be shit himself. Well, hopefully. So no diaper. Just put him in it. Yeah. Put him in it naked. Let her ride. And it. Just, yeah. I love it. Just squishy. Just pooping and peeing all over. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could burn feel it if you like, want to oh, deal God. with the smell. But I mean, <laughs> it's for the gram. So yeah. You leave the poop in it, ball it up, light it on fire, put it on somebody else's porch. Oh, put on Dustin's porch. Put it on his porch. <laughs> There's your shit back. There's another one of them flaming onesies on the porch. <laughs> it's the third one this week. I don't get it. I love it. There's poop in it again. He called the shit poop. Um, mm-hmm. That's that would be great. Like, what are you just <laughs> stomping it out? Is that a onesie? Is that a Toyota logo? Oh, uh, oh god, there's poop. Ever- god, this the mental picture of that would just be <laughs> epic. Absolutely anyway, epic. That's rude. Oh, it's wonderful though. Because like, <laughs> wouldn't anybody expect any less of this conversation? Uh, probably not. I hope not. <laughs> there's been worse. Just, um, just not been a couple better, I guess. Yeah, but probably. I mean, you know. Uh yeah, but uh, <laughs> so that's who sent me the onesie, and I thought I would share that on the podcast. That's what else? Uh, awesome. What else you want to? You want to? You said that you had some off-road related stuffs. I have a topic today that's going to be okay. it's going to be one topic that's going to cover our whole podcast, the whole podcast, all of it. God, that's so be that's good. why we're getting the stuff out early wow. because I'm I'm excited for this am, topic. Yeah, and we haven't been we uh, we did the Patreon, put out a forty five minute. Uh, Patreon for you guys, and um, uh, so again, if you want to check that out, yeah, check it buck. out. It's, um, a, it's a dollar to get them to get all of them. So what else? Um, Knockout Racing is out at King of Hammers. They've been doing shock tuning nice. the last yeah. week. When did that? When did that become Knockout? Because I feel like knockout. oh, it's always been Knockout. Like I feel like I got real spammed real hard. Like was it last week? Yeah, yeah. We had a personal vendetta. Oh, to pump his likes up over a certain other. Uh, group race people okay if you could probably guess <laughs> who um how'd you do we we had this is like nine o'clock uh-huh. and um we had surpassed their amount of likes before oh. the end of the night uh-huh. and i think it's like three times the amount of likes oh my god let me let me because i know he started at like 700 i want to say it was like 700 likes on his page uh-huh and uh, when are you guys going to do this kind of work to get our page numbers? Oh, no, we can get there. Uh-huh. So now it's got, yeah, it started at 722 and it's got 1,348 likes with 1,433 follows. Nice. All organically. You were trying to surpass another race team? Series. Okay. Gotcha. I was just curious, you know. Yeah, it checking. was a personal vendetta. So we're yeah, like, let's like- get it. And we did it. So okay. actually, I need to give some free stickers away to somebody for that. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. What was the deal? That was like you just had to go like and share opportunity the thing for one free, for free sticker. I'll give you a. I was gonna give like a free sticker pack away to somebody or just uh-huh. a couple of stickers that liked and followed it. Yeah. Yeah. Did I win? Uh, you could win. Okay. We need to do that. I'll do that this week, and I'll just hit up whoever wins. Okay. And you just announce it on our page. You know. Um, but yeah, they're out doing some pre-running and stuff with the ORIs. So content for KOH started, I think, yesterday. I remember people. Um, Yeah, I was getting some posts about people racing through the desert. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's going on. So make sure you tune in to follow the knockout page for all their stuff. I'm super excited to see how a 4400 car with ORIs does. Oh, like so far right now. Well surpassed anything of my expectations. Really? Oh yeah, doing well. Who's no, doing? No who's doing excessive the heat. So they've been doing their own tuning here oh, oh, for this. I, no, like oh. Kevin and Heath have been yeah. doing their tuning this week, mm-hmm. and then uh, they are working with ORI this next couple of days. I think to really kind of they wanted to kind of get a handle on how to get now, through the that, whoops and all that. Is that different? The tuning for an ORI is that different than? Like tuning for a shock, like a coilover shock. I would honestly assume so, but I really don't know yeah, as don't much either. as I'd like to. Hmm. I was just curious about that, like if it was the same, like shim stacks and stuff like that. I, honestly, I don't know. No idea. I don't want to speak to it because I don't know. Have an idea. Yep. Gotcha. Um. So, so the mm-hmm. let's see the official schedule. So the thirtieth. Is the UTV King of the Hammers opening yes. weekend? So okay, okay, that's when the course map and all that shit is. And Hogan and Hammertown opens. Blah 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 blah. Power hours on February first at four o'clock p.m. That's always a good time to watch. Um, UTV King of the Hammers is on February second, mm-hmm. and then. <clears throat> February 3rd is the shootout. Oh, yeah. That's always a good time. February 3rd, huh? February 3rd is the shootout. Is the shootout. So there's 4,500, 4,800 qualifying. Um, power hour again. The shootout's on a Wednesday? Yep. Really? 6 p.m., 6 to 9, Holly EFI shootout pre- presented by King Shockland Action Sports where, Camp. Do you know where they're holding that this year? I do not. Okay. Um, and then 4,400 qualifying is on February 4th. Um, pick your challenge, all that stuff. I'm just reading through all the extra yeah. stuff. Cause I don't want to give you like, I don't want to read 9,000 things, um, uh, but I don't want to miss anything. And the start of the King of Hammers is eight o'clock in the morning on February 7th. Nice. Yes. Such a long week. It is a lot of crap. Not to say crap, but a lot. So literally one week from today is KOH mm-hmm. official big dog race. So get in, follow that. That's all I got. Hmm. Okay, that's so that's KOH pre coverage. Pre coverage this so, weekend that just went by. So happy February, everybody. So we've got out of January. Um, we are working our way back to nice weather here in the Midwest. It's actually not been pretty bad. Too bad. It's been pretty mild. It's honestly snowing for, right now. Well, yeah, but even still, it's 30 some degrees. Right, yeah, It's not like stupid cold. Right. It's like it's not cold. It hasn't been stupid cold. Now, 
coming up this coming weekend, they were projecting that we're going to hit negative three on Saturday. No, thank you. Minus three Fahrenheit yeah, for you Canucks. Um, so uh, Pass. it's going to get a little chilly, but only for a day. And it's going to pop right back up into the 30s and hang there. Ugh. So for February, that's impressive. That's not bad. Start. Like, if we were running the normal winter year here, dude, we'd have been sitting down in single digits for like most of the month of January. Sure, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Um, so they've yeah. changed it already. Now it's up to two. So it's already come up five degrees. A whopping two degrees. What? Well, I, I mean, had it the other yeah. day, the truck. That's the low yeah, for the night. The so. truck literally said one. Yeah. And I was what like, was that? Uno. No, oh, I don't know. Wednesday. I didn't, I didn't Tuesday. It was, it was Tuesday. Oh, it was kind of chilly. Oh, I didn't think it was that cold. I didn't think it was that cold. Low. said Uno on wow. the truck. And we're back. Oh, shit. The door's open. Oh, well. I'll get hold on. The dog will start barking. Okay, we're back. Uh, so uh, the batteries died in the recorder again. We need to figure that out. Uh, literally, chained, Ian literally put new batteries in it like when we started this today. Yep. And for whatever reason, they were not sufficient. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, the weather here has been, I would say, pretty mild. Like, it's been fairly nice considering so far. And February is looking like shaping up to be the same. So I'm okay with that. Like through the 14th in the like highs in the mid 30s. It's not bad. Like for February, not complaining. It's not too bad. We hit the end of February, dude. We're on the uphill. Like we're on the downhill slide. Like working our way for summer. Getting closer. Yeah. Like March 15th, like you're pretty well on the, you're coming out. You know what I mean? Mm. You've, You've gone to the rock bottom. The sun's starting to come back this way a little bit, you know? You know, they don't have this problem in some parts of the country. Well, we're not smart enough to move there, okay? <laughs> you know what else they don't have in some parts of this country? Cold weather and no snow. What, corn? That too. Soybeans? Like, I don't know. Jess and I were literally looking at houses in Gardnerville. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> I told her, I was like, you know, now that I'm doing the skillets, I'm not tied to a location anymore. Yep. Like, my customer base is now mobile is the world right yeah as long as you can get to a post office or a shipping depot you're set mm-hmm. and so uh she's like well how long do you think that'll last i'm like i don't know long enough for me to figure out my next move yep like ain't gonna be that damn hard I'll come up with something else nah, yep i'll polish something else. people like polish shit like i have i have a fair chunk of the market share right now so i'm okay with it um and uh yeah, so we were looking at houses. I'm like, dude, look how close that is to Lake Tahoe. I didn't realize how close that was. Yep. Like, bro. Of course, the housing over there is fucking stupid expensive. Yep. But uh, maybe not in some places, but the houses she was looking at, she's like, hold on a second. This house is 1,500 square feet, and it's $400,000. Like, yep, that's kind of steep. I was like, can you can you <laughs> yeah. push out towards the desert more? <laughs> Farther from civilization. Yeah. Keep moving out. Uh, but yeah, I was looking at, like thinking about that, and I was like, Look at a well. How about houses down in Tennessee? Like, what's what's it look like down there? Just move down to Tennessee. Do be it. fine. Just rent the same move. What's the truck. worst case scenario? My my business goes belly up, and I go work for Bobby's Tire. There you go. I mean, you know, it's not a bad move. It's an option. Polished yeah. wheels on Bobby's tires. Oh, and done. Yeah, oh, done. Also have a polishing company that live that is literally like twenty five minutes from Nashville. See, there you go. But I could just go over there to him and be like, I need a job. And he'd be like, okay, let's go. All righty. It would be no questions, I'm pretty sure. Done. 
Yeah. You don't have somebody that ran a polishing business pop up on your doorstep and be like, I need a job and be like, well, let's see how you do. Let's give me a trial, <laughs> trial polish. Yeah. Trial polish. You're hired. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's, uh, that's the old updates there. So do, is there anything else that we need to, do you want to discuss before we get into the main topic that you think is going to take up most of our day? Nope. That's it, huh? I got nothing. I didn't do anything. I'm sure there's other stuff that I want to talk about, but I don't know what it was. Okay. And then like later today, I'll be like, oh, damn it. I didn't do that on the podcast. Oh, the one thing. I'm so bad about taking notes throughout the week. I mean, I am too. I think about it. I'm like, oh, I need to write that down. I'll I'll write it down in a minute when I get done polishing and then it's gone. Here you go. Yep. So tell me what main topic. Okay. So we had a shout out on the podcast page. Okay. From somebody said like, oh, Wheel and Wine and Whiskey yeah. gave Total Offer Podcast I'm, a shout out. I'm so glad that like you're going to this because I was literally, as you're starting to talk, I was like, oh shit, we didn't talk about Wheel and Wine and Whiskey yet. <laughs> <laughs> Got you, boo. So they gave us a shout out on this pod on their latest episode. So I went and I was like, oh, perfect. I just yeah. started my drive home. So I was like, I got time. I'll listen to this episode. So I'll go listen to it. They had a conversation uh, with Ultra Four Jones about ah. tool bags and trail tools and uh-huh. prep. Like, how do you prep for tool bags for a race when, like, do you have a separate set of tools for the buggy and that's all you use when you're at home or do you use the shop and you don't, don't use, right. you know, that. And we kind of covered that in a, in a previous episode pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we got a little shout out for one of our suggestions of like, just go buy a Harbor Freight tool set and it'll be a good start for some right. trail tools that you don't care about that you could either lose, break, loan out, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to that episode and it got me thinking. I was like... So if I was new and and one of the things that got me thinking on this was um, somebody said, well, you may not be an experienced wheeler like you may not been doing this for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So you don't know what you're going to need as far as tools and spares and this, that and the other. But like you can learn that. And that was one of their big takeaways for me was maybe you're not you're new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The first time if you went and bought a Jeep. Yep. And you were going wheeling. What would you pack in a tool bag? Everything. Right? But like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, or nothing. Only, yeah. And it's going to be an extreme. It's going to be either yep. everything, it's going to be all or nothing. You're either going to show up with a with a high lift jack and a spare tire and like. Or you're going to have maybe, a U-Haul trailer full of your yeah, entire or garage. Your, or your, yeah, your rig is just packed to the max. Like, I, I don't know. I took all of my stuff with me. And I the, think the and that's assuming of, that you have a bunch of tools at home. Like some people don't start out with a bunch of tools and stuff. They right, start yeah. out and just buy a Jeep. Yep. And then go, man, maybe I do really enjoy this. So now we're right. going to start building our tool inventory. Up. I think the episode that you're referring to is... Uh, the midweek mini episode seven. What do you pack? Yes. I think that's the tooling where we talked about all the tooling yep. stuff. It was. Yeah. Yep. So I just wanted to throw that in there in case you guys were curious. Just go scroll back through. Um, depending on which app you're in, it'll be in season 10 is how you can find that. If your app um, does your organizes your episodes in seasons, mm-hmm. all of the midweek minis are in season 10. Got it. So just go to that and you can check out uh, episode. I think I said it was five, right? Uh, seven, five, seven, sorry, seven, midweek, seven. Episode, midweek, mini MWM episode seven. So it'll be yeah. season 10, episode seven. Uh, and that's how you can find that. Sorry. Back to very uh, good to content a, in that one. I will say real quick, not to take the light off of mid off of uh, wheeling wine and whiskey. 
But um, we also got a, a hat tip and a shout out okay. from uh, Snail Trail, the, Tyler and Jimmy over nice. at Snail Trail. As uh, Tyler tried to recreate the uh, three half molested chickens and a oh, goat. Yeah. <laughs> I think he said it was something like two half chickens and a goat. And I was like, oh, I like instantly sent him a text. I'm like, no, nah, I believe that went a little different. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very specific form of bartering, if you will. And if you want to check out, if you want to learn more about that little inside joke, uh, it is on the Patreon uh, because that is way off base. Yeah. Um, but time, j- just look it up. It's the uh, it's the. Facebook Marketplace rant, yeah. I believe, is what it's uh, called there on on that. It was a <laughs> about twenty minute episode of Ian ranting about selling stuff on the marketplace. Yeah. It was <laughs> ending a, with a, a ending with a a epic barter. Um, I think people can relate to it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's how it goes. It's relatable. <laughs> oh, it's definitely relatable. Anyway, back to tool talk. So, so the biggest takeaway for me was that was like. Maybe I'm because I I feel like I'm jaded in the like tool department because a my job requires me to buy tools. I have thousands of dollars in fucking fancy tools. But yeah, if you're just getting started in the hobby in which and there was like uh, just the other day on the Badlands meetup page, Mm -hmm. there was a guy that got on there with an XJ and he's like, hey, just starting to get in. You're just getting wheeling into wheeling. Yep. Um, And we're just kind of asking for some information. He was asking about flex. And um, he was like, you know, I tried to flex out and this is all I got. Is this like adequate? What can I do to gain more flex? Things like that. But at the same time, I'm sure he's on the same boat. You have maybe a basic set of maybe a basic set of wrenches and yep. adjustable hammer. Yep. Things like that at home. Yeah. But like, we're, not, we're not assuming that everybody who's into wheeling has this like full fully set. decked out. Yeah. I mean, snap on tool shop right. thing, you know. So um, with me, mm-hmm. like, so last time we went out for the. uh when I went up to the cliffs, I packed my uh, my Nico impact socket set, my half yep. inch impact socket set. I'm like, okay, this covers all my half inch impact or half inch sockets. Yep. Like from it's, I think it starts at eight or all the way up to uh, 32 or something like that. I had my axle for my spindle set for my bearings that are on mine. Yep. Um, I had that spe- that specialty socket. Yep. I packed it with me. I packed my DeWalt cordless drill and i packed my uh three eighths impact mm-hmm. those are things i pack a half inch ratchet and then just a set of specialty tools um like tire plug set and things like that like little stuff yep but yeah like having a set of having a bag with a small set of trail specific tools in which you can learn by working on your jeep as time goes on you learn what you need yeah you know and so that's the hard part, like, is you're just getting into it. Uh-huh. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? So when you first got into wheeling. Well, this wasn't where I was going, but yeah. Oh, okay. We can, like. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. We can have this conversation. Okay. <laughs> but this is a, it's a very long lead up to where we were going. Okay. It's a very long lead up. Well, uh, I am known for taking a long way. Quick, quick synopsis for you. Uh, the last couple times that I go wheeling, I take, I've got nothing. a three eights. <laughs> socket set that's in yeah. a case it's got a ratchet a couple extensions all that shit i throw that in and i take a tool bag and i just throw a bunch of shit in there mm-hmm. pliers snapping pliers specialty right. sockets just bullshit when it's full it gets put in the buggy and done yep if i don't got it man i don't got it that's and that's like with having a trailer yep. there is that certain like at at what point do you just say if i don't have a tool for that 
I'm just putting it back on well, Charlie. And they, we'll and they made that point and, exactly on the on the episode of Wheel and Wine and Whiskey. Oh, was really? If you're not going to change an alternator, you don't need the tools to change an alternator. Right. I'm like, touche. Yep. You know? Yeah. If you want to change an and alternator, I, you need to have the alternator or have the ability to go get one and have the tools to do it. I want to say that Derek Lassini um, has been moving back towards that. So, like, he used to pack in pretty much everything for any scenario, mm-hmm. which is excellent because if you run into somebody on the trail that needs something you don't ha- that they don't have, yep. you may have it. But with his weight creeping up into the 8,000 mark, I think he said recently he's been, like, certain tools he never uses. Like, there are certain sizes of tool that he just doesn't need. Don't you? Like, there's yep. no application on the truck for that tool. Yep. And so probably don't need to carry it. Though. Right. Yeah. You don't need to carry it if you're if you're starting to get up to your max weight that you probably should have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so he's been been um, kind of picking through his tool sets and and some of his parts. I mean, like, do I really need this? Is this something I really actually need? Mm-hmm. Like, is this something I can pick up on the road somewhere if I needed it? So, uh, yeah, that's kind of my thought on that. I agree. Yep. So, yes, sir. There so that's where they were. That, that was my biggest takeaway. I was like, maybe I'm jaded that I just have a bunch of tools. I have a like I've I've bought stuff over the years and then I'll bring like the old version of the nice ratchet I buy for work <laughs> home. Right. And now I end up with Matco ratchets in my house. Like, yeah, it just happens. <clears throat> right. But if it's not my job, I'm probably not going to be doing that. This is the 88 tooth, but I bought a brand new 120. So yeah. I don't like the 88 tooth home. Exactly. <laughs> um. So. It led me to pondering a very interesting topic Mm -hmm. that I thought we could talk about. Okay. So we've covered it. They've covered it. All that tools to Mm -hmm. go wheeling, Mm -hmm. all this. We've talked about wheeling. Everybody can figure out how to go wheeling. Like that doesn't seem to be the, the like issue. So you go wheeling. Break your shit on the trail. Now we've talked about the tools that yeah. you need on the trail or should carry and all that. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you get home? Oh, it's a good question. Like if I was brand new to this hobby. Mm-hmm. All right. Great. I have listened to a couple podcasts about like what tools I need to pack. I feel like I'm prepared. I go wheeling. We had a really good wheeling trip because we've yeah. talked about go with a good group, a local group, uh, you know, whatever. So we've got that good, like awesome. And then we are sitting at the parking lot and everybody goes home and yeah. I get home. Like what the fuck am I supposed to do now with you, with your rig, with my rig, your with tools, like everything. Hmm. It's a good question. Like, do you like, so that was my lead in was what do you do after a wheeling trip? Thinking I, like if you were brand new to this and right. you get home and you're like, what, the, what am I supposed to do now? Like, cool. Yeah. I went wheeling. Like, great. I generally, when I get home from a wheeling trip, uh, now I haven't driven to the park in quite some time with, with like Loki mm-hmm. now with my KJ, which I guess would be more to what we're speaking to. Mm-hmm. When I get back home, I generally, so I've already put my sway bar back on because I do take the sway bar off on the KJ when I do wheel it. When I get back home, I unpack everything out of the Jeep. Yep. Clean it because it's going to have mud and shit in it. And it's my, it was my daily at the time. So mm-hmm. I had it nice. I would go ahead. I would vacuum it and clean everything out. Make sure it's all clean. Check fluids. Um, if I didn't have the tires all the way aired up, obviously check air pressures on that stuff. 
check the beads of the tires to see if I got anything in them. One time I got, I hit a log pretty hard and had a chunk of wood wedged in there. Mm -hmm. Um, generally my tools, I had one tool bag that stays. It's, it's literally a tool go bag. Yep. And it just has a random array of sockets and, and ratchets and tools in it. They just stay together. Um, so I would go through and reorganize those if I didn't, if I used them and had to like, cause doing the, doing the sway bar, taking it off and stuff like that, I would like take those apart. Like I would have tools out and then maybe they wouldn't be put back where they need to be in the bag. Mm-hmm. So I'd go through and make sure that's all good. Reorganize your Reorganize tools. that. Yeah. Um, if you have any spare parts that you used, go through and check those, that sort of thing. Like, is that what you're kind of getting at? Yep. Yeah. And that's what I would, you know, that's kind of the, like the get home. Like when I get home with Loki, I pull it, I go wash it. Yep. Pull it in the garage, unpack it, look at everything, look everything over. I, I enjoy detailing, like not necessarily detailing. I enjoy vacuuming it out and wiping everything down. Mm-hmm. Then I'm hands on everything. So when you say look it over, like, I don't want to skim over that because I yeah. feel like this is kind of the detail of like, if you were new to it, yeah. I'm going to look it over. You're going to do, you're going to do the used car tire kicker look over. <laughs> yep. You're going to look at it and go, yeah, well, all right. New scratch there, a little dent there. And mm-hmm. you're going to go, cause that's. That's yeah. what I used to do. Right. I used to be like, oh, yeah, I rubbed a tree there and, you know, did this there's, there. And there's nothing better that a new person can do to wheeling than to. And it's going to be hard on a vehicle that's not lifted. Um, But if you can put it on jack stands or better yet, put it on car ramps, mm-hmm. like pull the entire vehicle, put it in four wheel drive and pull it up onto car ramps and have it on ramps and just roll underneath of it, either on cardboard or on a creeper. When it's cool, like let it cool down so the exhaust isn't hot because you want to touch stuff. Yep. You want to be underneath looking at it. Yep. You don't want a 500 degree exhaust and a 300, you know, or not 300, but like a 150 degree transmission. Mm -hmm. Let it cool down, jump underneath of it and just roll around. Yep. Like literally just lay underneath there and all but take a nap. Yep. Um, I still do that on low key. I'll get anything on the concrete or on the creeper and I'll just look at the floorboards and like just kind of. Get a feel for what's under there. It yep. gives you a better idea of what, for me, what I can put underneath the Jeep. Mm-hmm. Like when I was doing the air tank thing. Yep. Like there was serious consideration of putting it under the, like under the body next yeah. to the fuel tank. Yep. Yep. My only concern was if I break a drive shaft. <laughs> like she, break, she set the brakes. Yeah, bra- break the drive shaft and destroy an air tank at the same time. I was like, well, that's not really worth it. No. Um. But yeah, get underneath there, roll around, check, you know, all kinds of stuff to be checked underneath there. Look at your e-brake cables and see if they're touching anything. Look at your exhaust. Did you catch anything? Did you bend it? Did you crush a muffler? Um, look at the seals on the transfer case, the transmission pan. Just kind of scope around. Is there? Is it wet? You know, is it wetter than it was when you went out? Like, there's just so much to look at. Leaf springs, kind of look the packs over. Are there cracks in the leafs? Um, from my experience, I'm dealing with a cage or with a XJ. So, I mean, full shit boxery, <laughs> you know, yes. what I mean? especially if you're still running stock leaf springs, like they're, mm-hmm. they have a, a, a tendency to wrap and can break. Yep. And so there's a lot of things that go into that getting underneath there, looking things over. Um, if you're dealing with a unit bearing vehicle, that's a stock unit bearings on say like a Dana 30, if you have a Jeep or, um, like Rangers, anything like that that has the unit bearing, go ahead and jack that front axle up or the, you know, that corner up 
on both sides and check the play, spin the wheel. Does it growl at you? Like, because we had that problem a lot when yes. we were first wheeling. Dude, we were going through wheel bearings every three to six months. Yep. Yep. There's a lot. Like, but we had 33s on. Like, it wasn't that big. We had 33s on and we didn't buy the top dollar wheel bearings. And so we would go through wheel bearings every three to six months. Yeah. You were buying shit to get you going. It wasn't we were buying like, just oh. the, whatever they said that, you know, you go to the parts house, like I need a wheel bearing. Like, okay, here it is. Like, here's the, yep. the cheap one. And then uh, come to find out later, like if you buy the nice one with the lifetime warranty, the tolerances are much better. It costs yep. you more money, but it has a lifetime warranty and you're not changing them out every six months. I think. Once we switched over to those, Matt was running 36s mm-hmm. and didn't, I don't think he ever changed a wheel bearing again after that. He bought an O'Reilly's, I think it was a national brand. Yep. It was 150 bucks a wheel bearing, but. Still better You're quality. not changing it every day. Yeah. Like you're not changing every three months. Like. Yep. At what point does money and time, you know, collide? But uh, uh, uh-huh. yeah, looking that stuff over. So here's my <laughs> suggestion. All right, let's hear it. Because I came up with this, because then I was thinking about this for a couple of days of like, how would I suggest to somebody? Because I'm going full on like noob. Yeah. For lack of a non insulting gotcha. word. Right. Um, so like noob non car guy. Yeah, that just like, wants to go buy a Jeep and, uh-huh, you know, and go start off roading. And yep. like, how would you set them up for success to not be the typical like oh. noob Jeeper? As far as like you find. show up and you're like, oh, my, dude, you just broke your shit. We haven't even left the parking lot. Like, find. I've, I've been there. So, yeah. you know. First thing I would say is find a group on Facebook that's local. Well, yeah. Where you can find a friend that has some knowledge. Here's what that's I can That's what up I would with. start with. Because you need to do a pre trip. Yeah. That's way more important. I mean, not way more. No, I mean, it is. It's very you important. Wanna be pre- you want to be prepared. Yeah. Do a pre trip. I broke. Our second trip out, I broke an axle shaft, mm-hmm. a front axle shaft, because I neglected, knowing that it was a little bit like dry. Yep. The front U joint in the Dana 30, little 1310 U joint. Um, I knew it was kind of had a little something, something wrong with it. But instead of like going ahead and pull it apart, maintenance, you it, sent it. I sent it like this is my second time for than ever. And uh, we got on an obstacle up on Orange Trail. And it was, it's not there anymore, which is sad because it was a great obstacle. It was a stair step. It was about uh, probably 18 inches tall, but without lockers, I couldn't get up it. Mm-hmm. So I tried to employ the whole, like, push on the brake pedal a little bit to try to get all the tires to kind of go boosted together. Boosted launch. Yeah, like a yeah, boosted launch. Yeah. Try to use the brakes as a traction aid. Mm-hmm. And I was pushing pretty heavily on the brakes and applying throttle in four low. And... It just KO'd that U joint and took out the axle shaft with it. Yep. Ended up costing me 150 bucks for a whole new axle shaft at the Badlands. Yep. Luckily, they had one on the shelf, and we slammed that sucker in in the parking lot with somebody else's tools. Because hey, guess what? Didn't have I didn't bring own. those. Yep. Yep. I didn't bring this the right size nut, the socket for that nut on that yep. shaft. And so yeah, that that what could have been a two hour pre trip maintenance. Before we went in the garage at the house, all you know, with all the tools, not wasting wheeling time, also, yeah, oh, yeah, because we wasted probably three hours getting all that squared away. Yep, had to ask my cousin to buy it for me because I didn't have a debit card on me. Yep, yeah, there's like, yeah, pre trip is yep. is key. So, here's my suggestion mm-hmm. to both ends of that, <laughs> yes, before you go and after you go. Yep, so you know, when you take your car to 
a Jiffy Lube, mm-hmm. or really, I mean, it goes from Jiffy Lube to like Whatever. dealership. Dealership, yeah, yeah. Like every level, I think anymore they do a point. They inspection. give you some bullshit point inspection, mm-hmm. and I don't want to insult anyone that like puts their time and effort into doing one of those for They're the customer. Great. Yeah, but like, I worked at a tire <laughs> shop. You've worked at tire shops. I worked at a tire shop back in college. Mm-hmm. We did a, I don't know, 9,000 point inspection on your shit box. <laughs> Felt like it. I got in <clears throat> trouble for marking shit in the green because they upsell parts. Right. Like, I'm slightly mechanically inclined. Does this thing need ball joints? No. Mm-hmm. Why'd you mark this green? Because it doesn't need ball joints. Mark it yellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay they, are they brand new no yeah but they could use replace they them. could be new so <laughs> but you see so there's Which that shows so shiesty oh, yeah. i'm sorry but, uh no yeah 100 agree yeah but, but it's a thing but every level so that's why i'm not like oh it's some bullshit inspection because to right. me it's a bullshit like upsell but right. it all depends on whether you're actually it depends on the tech doing the job. Mm-hmm. You could go to a dealership and get some guy who just marks everything fucked. Yes. You could go to a Jiffy Lube and everything fucked. You could go to a Jiffy Lube and a guy like knows his shit and is just starting out or something. Yeah. And you get a legit, honest opinion. Right. You could get the same at a dealership. So it's, right. I it's mean, I guess it's a clusterfuck. Yeah, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> Welcome to life. Um, <laughs> but my point is that they give you one of those. Yes. Go fucking Google. One of those inspection sheet. forms and or, do or, it yourself. Huh. I wonder if you could go to like a local tire shop and just like request one. I don't know why I couldn't. Yeah. Help hey. go there and hit your oil change. They give you one. Yeah. They give you a copy of it. Oh, they give you a copy of yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you could ask for it. Just go in like, can I get one of your inspection sheets? Go get your oil change <laughs> at a tire shop and they'll, they'll mark everything on your shit box as fucked. And then you'll be like, okay, let me take this home and I'll discuss it with my wife. There you go. Or something, you know, yeah. I'll come up with some shit like and that. then take the form. Or I'm sure you could Google it. Right. And, and not just even an leave inspection your form. Yeah. So Which then cool, yeah. you tow um, front tie rods <laughs> yep. play green, yellow, red. And you go under there and jack it up, and, yep. it well, and then get on YouTube and see how to inspect that. And then see that's yep. where YouTube becomes a really. And as you're saying this, I'm in my head thinking, "Oh shit, we need to do an entire series." Oh, it could go deep. It could go. I re- mean, and I've got a KJ like it's a perfect stock application to yep. to go through this. Where check your fluids. How? Yep. <laughs> Not everybody knows how to check their transmission fluid. Not everybody knows how to check their oil. Well, that's the thing. You know what I mean? If you come across a step on this form that you don't know what, how to do it, don't bullshit it and skip it. Like the (laughs) guy, the Jiffy Lube does. Yeah. Somebody on YouTube's done it. YouTube it. it. Google it. Ask a wheeling buddy or text somebody, you know, like. Get on a Facebook Nobody's going to call you a dumb fuck if Uh, you go, hey, hold on. What's the right way to check my play on my ball joints or something? I have to. uh, This is a plug. Side plug. If if you're listening to this podcast and you've gotten this far, go join the Trail Riders page and answer both questions. Yes. I promise if you get on there and ask how to change your oil. I'm going to no, punch you in the face because that's just <laughs> no, stupid. No. Well, no. Oil like, change. Come on. Not not change. But like check your oil. Like if you yeah, ask engine oil. Like, I, am, I am from. But I am of the mindset that n- there is no dumb question. Oh, there's dumb questions. <sighs> I know. But if you're brand new to it, if you genuinely don't know, but like, is it dumb? Would you rather say it's a dumb question and have them not ask 
or let them ask and understand that, yeah, you could have figured this out. Here's my theory on the reasoning there are dumb questions. Okay. People always say there's no such thing as dumb questions. I mm-hmm. said the bullshit. There's a dumb question. Why? <laughs> because if I asked you, how do I change my oil? Yes. Okay. What have I done to teach myself how to change my oil? Have I YouTubed it? Right. No. Yeah. Then why the fuck are you asking the question? Clearly, you've identified uh, that you need yeah. help. I, I get that. So, what resources do you have available that you could get the yeah, answer? Have you, have you exploited? Uh, yeah. I don't want to spoon. Does this feed go someone. right in hand? Does this go hand in hand with the easy button? Yes, <laughs> it does. Because, like, okay. I don't want to spoon feed you the info. Because my thing, I've, I've worked field service for mm-hmm. years on shit I don't know about. Mm-hmm. My best story with that is they sent me on a service call for a pipe threader yeah. that didn't cut threads the guy said it was just slipping the the pipe would just slip in the threader when it started cutting threads i have never seen a pipe threader this big Uh and it was like half size this table so it's not like massive but it was they were cutting threads on six inch pipe jesus i know it's a thing never seen one never fucking it was some like dairy thing they were doing some Piping or stainless some shit. Yeah, it was fancy okay. steel. Wasn't like black poop pipe or yeah, nothing. Yeah, wasn't poop pipe. Um, and I think it was stainless. <clears> actually, it was which is even more annoying because it galls instead of cuts. <laughs> so they sent me on a service call. I'm like, I have no fucking clue. Yeah, what this pipe threader is. Never fucking seen one. Yeah. Now I'm supposed to show up and to the guy it. that's having a piss poor day because he's paying <laughs> me. Me, rent, because yeah. my name was on, you know, uh-huh. the company's name is on my shirt, so I'm the asshole. Mm-hmm. They're paying me to rent this piece of equipment, and I have no fucking clue what it even looks like. Nice. So you I showed up. I watched a fucking video on YouTube of a guy using one on the way to the service call. Yes. You know what the issue was? The jaws, there's little, like, jaws that hold the pipe, uh-huh. were just, like, wore out. Oh. They didn't have any, like, grip, grip to them, mm-hmm. so the pipe would spin. So what'd you do? I just said, hey, I'll have to order those because I don't stock those on my truck. And that's your problem. You should have took a grinder and just cut you some new lines. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that was it. But, that, but like I had a fucking, I had no clue what it A looked like. Yeah. B, how the fuck it even worked. It's got a bunch of things that like come yeah. down so you can, because you can bevel it, you can cut it, you can Jeez. thread it, all this bullshit. Uh-huh. And I'm just watching a YouTube video. I feel like we've had this discussion on this show. <sighs> this Possibly. It's I feel like I heard depressing stories. Anyway. But my point is, Use your resources. The guy that shows up to a service call yeah. in that situation, I don't care if it's HVAC, whatever. Yeah. And he fucking knows everything. Chances are he doesn't know shit. <laughs> My, I had a guy that I first started working with. He told me years ago, you don't have to know everything in this because I was all freaked out. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, Dude, I don't fucking know enough to be going on the service calls and all yeah. this. So you don't have to know everything. You have to know where to find the answer. Yeah. And I'm like, what a concept. Hey, uh, I don't know how the fuck this works, but I'll figure it out for you. Right. Okay. As a customer, you go, fuck yeah. Uh-huh. So right. whether you YouTube it, Google it, I mean, asking for help is an answer. Mm-hmm. Just is a sure resource. You- right. But if you I have to ask, hey, how do I change my oil? Bro, just <laughs> YouTube it. And then you don't have to admit right. that you don't know how to change. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get you. I, I, it's a very yeah. basic step. Right. Anything over that? How do I? Hey, is this an acceptable amount of play on my ball joints? I know something like that's right. a little bit more of a oh, you know, I right. would say yes or no. You know, that's right. a little bit more of an in depth of a. I've YouTubed how to check my ball joints. Mm-hmm. 
Now, is this an acceptable amount of play? Because I feel like it is, but it maybe it isn't. You know, I just right. I don't know. So please help me. No problem. I like it. And that's my no dumb no questions, questions thing. I and like so I know it's been played out like crazy on all the groups, but like the whole like how much lift do I need? Yeah. It, it always gets answered because yep. somebody gets in that's new. Yeah. And unfortunately, they don't hit the search button. Yep. And just search it because it's been asked 800 you, you times. You said it earlier. The guy was asking about how much flex. Yeah. But he didn't come in there and say, how do I measure flex? He yeah. figured it He's out. He's like, how do I get And then more? said, hey, this is what I came up yeah. with. Is this normal for this setup or should I be expecting? Yeah, it was a pretty legit question. We can have a conversation about that. Right. You know, we yeah. can't just j- jack it up, you know, or yeah. some something simple, stupid, <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, well, we have 18 avenues that we can go with this. Yes. Anyway, um, we were on a topic before we got to that. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> what it was. Well, it was it was talking about just I was saying we needed a, a YouTube video series. Oh, of yep. like all these things like how to check ball joints, how mm-hmm. to check your uh, drive shaft U joints, how to check your axle shaft U joints. If you have that kind of thing, are your CV boots intact? Do they have any leaking? You know, like brake lines do they look okay yep. there's like there's a whole you could just go down the list but yeah going and getting an inspection list gives you a starting point gives you something you can, to start for. you can start you know you're checking your coolant checking your power steering checking your yep. brake fluid do you have it's a clutch, gonna be pretty clutch complete. complete yeah it's and it's gonna be that's gonna be excellent of how complete you, you do perform it. it yeah now it's on you but the form will be there right and it's no different than you gives go you to a the starting dealership point. yeah you know as if you're brand new to this you don't know that I need to check my brake lines to see if they are pinched, pinched or dry rotted, swelled or yeah, anything, you know, like anything that. like yep. that. Yeah. You don't, you don't know like brake lines like, oh, well, my brakes work. Yeah. They should be fine. Like, so that what's one thing. Your CV boots, are they leaking? Well, yep. I don't know what the hell's a CV boot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you find on the list, you're like, what the hell is this? Type into Google or YouTube, you know, is what is this item? Yeah. You know, and then it'll pull up your things and you can kind of look a little bit. And, and you're learning the, the whole time way through this. You're There's learning nothing. where things are on your vehicle. You're learning how things are supposed to look on your vehicle. Yep. You check a ball joint and it's tight and you go, okay, next time you check it. Oh, it's a little wobbly. It wasn't wobbly before. Right. Yeah. Now I know mm-hmm. what that's supposed to feel like. Yeah. Or you check your, your. You jack up your one corner of your vehicle, your front axle, and you check your play on your you wiggle your tire back and forth. And you're like, okay, it has some play. And you look at your tire rods because your tire rods, that's what the internet said to look at was a tire rod. And you check yep. the tire rod and the tire rod's tight. And you're like, well, now what is it? Well, yep. if you got, if you don't have rack and pinion steering, or maybe you do have rack and pinion, what about your inner tire rod? Because yep. you can't see that. That's underneath of a boot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different little things, but yeah, by, by getting in there and doing this, pre and post you're going to get a feel for the vehicle there's nothing that gets on my doesn't get on my nerves it's it's one of those things when i see somebody do this it makes me a little nervous especially if somebody says they're going to go wheeling with me and they've done this and that is they have air quotes saved money because you will definitely save money by purchasing a pre-built rig somebody goes out and they purchase a buggy. Mm-hmm. It's done. Like somebody else built it. They sold it to them. They've bought it. And now they're going to go wheeling with it. Yep. And, and like th- I've seen this happen. They go out wheeling. They break something. And they're like, I have no idea how to fix it because I didn't build it. Yep. 
Like wheel and wine I'm, and whiskey's answer. Yeah. Bring beer and and <laughs> was it beer and money? Bargaining ships. Be live bring the libations <laughs> because you're gonna have to pay somebody to fix your shit. You're and I'm like, well, somebody. yeah. Touche. That is a excellent. I'm point. not gonna fix your shit while you go sit over there and have a have a snack. Yeah, like, right. No. No, mm. no, no. Yeah. And uh so I there is an invaluable it's it's invaluable to work on your own rig because then you know. You've seen it when when you break something and you don't have the tool or the part you've you know, you know, if you've changed that before, you know what you need. So when somebody comes up and is like, hey, you all right? Like, no, I need this, this and this. Yep. Like not like, I don't know. It's broke, but I don't know how to fix it. Yep. And I mean, obviously, if you've never fixed it, obviously, that's a logical answer. But you're like, this is what I think is broken and I don't know what I need exactly yet to fix it. But. And then maybe somebody else can help you. I want to help someone that's willing to help themselves. If right, you come yeah. to me and go, how do I change my oil? I'm like, am I really <laughs> your best resource for that? I love the episode. I don't think so. The episode of the Tradesman podcast, when they talked about the easy button, I'm like, yep. oh, God, so many times. Not to sound cliche, it's so easy. It well, it's yeah. e- how do I change my oil? You drain the fucking pull the plug, drain it, put a filter on, put the well, plug back said, in, and put oil in. Run it, check the fluid level, and then top yep. it off if you need to, and put it out the door. It's just a matter of like, there's probably eight hundred videos on YouTube of how to change oil, probably for your specific vehicle. Yeah. So I guess when it comes down to it, yes, if you've not checked YouTube and Google, and you come in asking that question. There will be a certain amount of flamage that you will oh, get. Yeah. I may I may give you a link, but I'm also going to ridicule you a little bit. I just want you to have tried <laughs> first and yeah. at least come to the store. Like, don't bring me a problem without a solution. Oh, it might be a that. stupid solution. Whatever. But I, I, I <laughs> it bothers me extremely to be like, that's not going to work. Yeah. Why not? Oh. Well, it just won't. Mm-hmm. Well then, shut the fuck up! Like mm-hmm. you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you didn't bring well, a solution gonna... to work. Well, because if you put this next to this, then this is the issue. Okay, well that's stupid. What is? But it's at least something. You what know? did Josh call him? I don't. He know. had a name for him. There was it really? problem problem identifiers. Problem identifiers. Is that what it was? I don't know. It was something like it that. It works because yeah. that's not going to work. Why <laughs> yeah. not? Because I don't it know. won't. Yeah. Well, then sh- just shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're not a solver. You, God, you, you can identify the issue. Well, no shit. We Everybody can- <laughs> knows those people, and it's like, would you just shut the fuck up? Yeah. Like you could. You're like four people standing there. Like, what do we do now? <laughs> well, we're gonna figure it the fuck out. Probably. Like, what do we do yeah. now? <laughs> fuck, I don't know, but I'm gonna figure it out. You know. Yeah. We're getting on a tangent. Oh, that's it. <laughs> I work with a couple of those over the years. Problem identifiers. Like, well, that's not gonna work. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, do you, what do you got? Well, I don't know. Well, then don't raise your hand. I love the people. Um, I don't I love when you work for somebody and you go to do something a certain way. It's different than their way. Yep. And they're like, that's not how it's done. And you're like, this is how I do it. No, that's not the way. Yep. There's only one way to do this. And that's not it. Yep. I worked for a guy in a tire shop. Now, granted, he had like 35 years of experience, but he had a certain way that he did things. And I came in and I had a different way because I was looking at it from a logical standpoint. I'm like. We're doing it this way, but if you do it this way, it makes more sense. Yep. And he's like, nope, it's not the way you do it. It's like, well, fine then. Thanks. You know where you're yeah. going to work in 10 years? You're going to be in the tire store. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like you're not going to without with that hard headed ass attitude, you're yeah. not going to change anything. Yeah. And that's just it. It was one of those like set in stone. And like, yeah. I love when somebody comes in and does something different than I do it. Yep. Because I love the outside perspective, even if it looks harder 
I'm like, that's how you do it. They're like, yeah, like why do it this way? And either they'll be like, no, like they don't, you know, that's not how they want to do it. But everybody's different. Everybody's got a different outlook on how to yep. do certain things. But anyway, nonetheless, pulling it back in. <laughs> so that was my holy crap. This is a good idea. Get your inspection form. Go through. Do your pre and post. So now you kind of ran over your post wheeling trip thing from a driving standpoint. Right. I would like to cover <clears throat> the trailer side of things. Oh, yeah. So everybody thinks you just throw your shit on a trailer and then you get home and you just push it off the trailer and it's like, all right, I do. Well, my shit box is going to get on a trailer, so it's ready to go. That's what I do. And I'm guilty of this myself, (laughs) so I can speak to it. But so this is why this is why I drive Loki. Yeah. Every week. Well, it's a good. This is very, very good logic to drive it before a wheeling trip. Very short side tangent. Yes. The drive here today. Smooth as glass. Don't know why. Huh. Just like cruising on interstate, like running right around 70 mile an hour, like n- almost in zero vibration. Interesting. Like it was just, I was like, man, if it drove like this every day, I'd drive the shit out of this thing. Magical. Yeah. And then I let off of the throttle. It still had the vibration under diesel. Yeah. But, but under, under acceleration, it's just perfect storm. Everything must have lined up perfectly because hmm. it was just perfect, just, which is the weirdest just thing just for felt me. felt right today. Yeah. It just it's ready to I party. was like, all right, cool. And then I get over here and get on, into your neighborhood. And there's a little snow on the ground. Ooh. Click, click the old locker in. Oh, did I unlock that? I think it did. Uh, click the old locker in and just, as soon as I got on the little snow patch, just give her the beans. Oh, it's like driving a thousand horse streetcars. Like, it was no like hesitation. Like, it didn't like stick or trying to take off. It just up and like tires just instant spin and it just starts going sideways. I'm like, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. It just felt good because like it's that, it's that just enough slip that it starts to go sideways. But at the same time, you're like starting to pick up speed. Yeah. It just feels good. You're just like, yeah. Felt like it's ready to party. I need something that does this on the dry. You don't need a thousand horsepower <laughs> sports car. The hell I don't. Oh, boy. Thousand horse big block with I'd all the torques. I'd have a thousand horsepower totaled out sports car <laughs> pile of I don't want a sports car. Metal. I want a muscle car. I want something that doesn't oh, get traction. Bad. No traction. Like just not meant to go racing. Anyway. Uh, that's what I did. Anyway. So <laughs> you pull it off. The, so you get home. You push it off the trailer into the garage. You shut the garage door. You park the trailer where it goes. Unhook yep. it from the truck, and you done. Forget about it until the next time you go wheeling. Yes, that's what you do, right? That's what I have done currently. Yes. <laughs> um, I just wanted it warm because I knew I wasn't going to screw with it, and the old that's stickies lie, did not like to be cold. That's a lie, though. Why is it a lie? Because you bought a fuel tank for the trailer. You did something. Well, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, true. I felt so like, are up. you the way you're going here? Are you going rig maintenance after you pull off the trailer? Or are you going trailer maintenance or are we doing both? Yes. Okay. So hit me. I would, I like to let it sit there. Like, but I don't, I know you like hard on for washing yours right away. Yeah. I'll crawl under it while it's still <laughs> dirty <laughs> you because you're going to see what's leaking in the, cause you're going to identify uh-huh. those links okay. in the dirty mud, water, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? You're going to mm-hmm. see something seeping and that's the oh, other, where's it leaking right there. The other nice thing about having dirt on it still, especially for a, a vehicle like yours where you've built the whole thing. Yep. Clearance is maybe different. And this works as well with a stock vehicle it works on anything. Cause yeah. I think I know where you're having, going. Having dirt, mud, water, dust on the vehicle is like guide coat. Yes. 
anything that touches anything, you'll see it. You're like, oh, why is there no dust? <gasps> oh, yep. Like that has no dirt on it because this is rubbing it. And it's, it's a lot easier to, to identify where there's no mud, but there's it's harder to identify when there's no paint. Like yeah. I've done that too. And right. I'm like, ooh, something was rubbing there. Mm-hmm. Well, if the damn mud is not there, clearly it's, it's fresh. Yeah, you know? It's fresh. Yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. like, this was from this trip. Uh-huh. But That's I'll a good that. point. I like that. So, I mean, you'll see your tires rubbing on link bars or, you know, brake coming, lines rubbing on certain right. things. Coming and, back from the cliffs, you weren't going to see anything. Yeah, it was solid. <laughs> and this is assuming you didn't just go, like, mud ball everything or this something. This is a real good reason, like, if you find a pond that has, like, dirt water in it. Yep. To kind of just sit, you know, just not, like, submerge. Like, knock the chunks off. Yeah, knock the chunks off. But, like, go through there when you come to the park. Yep. And, like, get a nice little guide coat. Yep. On the whole thing. Yep. And then go wheeling. It, sho- not, it, it shows you some idea. things. It's, so, not, it's not a great idea. It's not a bad idea. Uh, So that's why I, I usually leave mine sit for a couple of days. Like I come okay. home and then like that week, mm-hmm. I'll kind of look at it a couple of times. Come back to it because you may not see everything the first time you look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, come back to it. And then like the next weekend, I'll get the pressure washer out and you wash shit out of everything. Usually I'll wash it again because you mm-hmm. miss stuff. And that drives me nuts. When we came back from the hangover run. I pulled mine. I went and washed it, mm-hmm. and then I pulled it in the garage. And I was not looking for what I found. I was actually messing with the front axle because we have that little bit of slop in the joints, and I want to get yep. that kind of worked on. And so I went out in the garage to fiddle fuck around with that, and I started rocking the Jeep back and forth on its set in park. So it's on the parking ball, but the brakes aren't set. And then I started rocking the tires back and forth. I started hearing this crunching noise. I'm like, "What is that?" And that's when I re- that's when I found that the rear U joint was just obliterated. Yeah. Like almost no bearings at all left in it. And I was like, huh, had I not brought this in the garage and rocked it back and forth. Wouldn't have seen it. I would never have found it. No, because I was underneath there the day, a couple of days before that. And yep. like literally rolling around looking at stuff and like had it in the driveway Yeah, and was moving the drive shaft. Hmm. I do believe it was in park. I did not have it in neutral when I was doing that. Yeah. But like that's one of those things like, yeah, you just you get in there and you fiddle you around with it. it and you, yeah, you just. Yep. yep. So that's what I like to use the mud for. Mm-hmm. Assuming it's not just caked and yeah. shit. Thin, thin skin yeah. of like water. The uh, dirty water. Yep. Is great for that. So then you wash it, yep. clean it up. Um, and then honestly, a trailered rig is not an excuse for lack of maintenance. And like, no. I'm guilty of it. So I've been it's there. It usually means you beat on it harder. But the problem is just because I put it on the trailer, you need to check ball joints. You know, whatever yeah. suspension components you have, I guess I'll just mm-hmm. say it that way. You need to check it over no different than you were going to drive it down the highway. Yeah. There is a reason like off-road or any, any kind of motorsports, they tear their shit down right yeah. before big races. Yep. Why? Because there's so many little things that you don't see until you physically beat touch on it. it yeah. You know? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so that's, they go through and they fully prep these cars for races and it's yep. like, they're it's doing like, it on a different level, so you right. probably don't need to take your XJ completely apart before each <laughs> each wheeling trip. But it doesn't to, hurt to it. If it's, it's the say, same concept. Say it is an XJ, or say it is something with front axle shafts and open U joints. Yep. Um, it's not a bad idea to jack up the front corner, one front corner. Yep. And say it's in maybe in neutral is fine. Spin that front, sit in front of it. Spin that front wheel. And look at the axle shaft that's spinning inside the knuckle. Like, mm-hmm. how does that look? Are you hearing any noises? Oh, there's, um, yeah. There's a lot of great things. Yeah, got it. There's a lot of things you can do to really mitigate problems on the trail. The older I get, 
And the more involved in wheeling I get, the less my tolerance for lack of preventative maintenance becomes becomes because I'm just like, <laughs> you didn't figure that out before you drove eight hours to come here. Yeah. Like Mm-mm. Jesus. And you'll have the one offs. I mean, it's not a foolproof well, yeah, thing, honestly. but like, why are you the guy that always breaks 10 minutes off the trailer? You know, uh, like, Oh, those guys. damn it. And, uh, but so that so then it could then so that that's about all that's different for the trailer is right. I just unload the trailer because as far as I'm concerned the maintenance side is literally the same yeah do just because it goes on a trailer doesn't mean it's less maintained right do you uh, do you look over your trailer or do anything to your trailer while it's sitting there? so my new logic and life plans mm-hmm. is I trailered I don't remember how many miles I had it figured up once for last year that I put on my trailer yeah. No tire failures, no bearing failures, uh-huh. no brake failures. Nice. No issues. Nice. But we all know that guy mm-hmm. that's always blowing trailer tires. You mean like a guy that you go wheeling with and then like he he like made it there okay and that was all good, but then when he goes home, he's like calls you. He's like an hour from home. He's like, I just got passed by my trailer wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Been there before. <laughs> like Last well, my buddy pulled over on the side of the road. Uh, and said, "Oh my trailer tire was, ended up in the ditch." Wasn't it two that day? One uh, TD lost the trailer wheel, and then didn't somebody else have a trailer tire fail on the way home? I feel like that was the other direction. Like oh, somebody oh, going that way oh, had a trailer, trailer tire. And then I can't remember. Had that one I can't remember the, the other, other trailer. I don't know. Huh? But yeah, it's been there. I feel like it was Growy, but I don't remember Growy ever towing. No, because he was with us. He's he a, was he's he a, drove. Yeah, he's an anti boater, and he was on our. Um, he was in our convoy that was on the side of the road trying to get trailer <laughs> tired right on. But uh yes. So uh that's great. Check your tires. Been, check yep. your tires, check your bearings. You check should be bearings. greasing your bearings probably after every wheeling trip. Would not be you're putting six out, you know, anywhere from what's what's low keys weight? For 45. Yeah. So you're you're hauling anywhere from we'll say <clears> four <throat> to six thousand pounds is a probably a pretty good average for an yep. off-road rig. And yeah. when none of us are driving 55 fucking miles an hour trailers. No, you the hell you don't. <laughs> you may say you do to who owns the truck, but he don't listen to this podcast, so you don't have to lie to us. We, are, I, we are your friends. When I tow with my own vehicle, I do run like 65, maybe 70. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm a pretty slow tower. Not 55. Not 55, usually. Even if you run 55, it doesn't matter. If you have no, a bearing it's the fail, same thing. My point was we just throw it on a trailer and when, hammer down. When I had in 2017, when I towed over there and had that bearing fail on the trailer. Yep. I went 30 miles. It yep. failed in 30 miles. Yep. And it was, I asked my uncle, it was his trailer at the time. I was like, um, these bearings all greased up. Yep. I greased them up last time I used it. All right, cool. Like, good to go. Like, we're fine. Right. Well, his, his grease was, I pumped two pumps of grease into it. Yep. Had the easy lube spindles on it. Yep. He pumped two pumps of grease in there and called it a day. And uh, that was a shit deal. Like, I ended up changing the bearings. I luckily... The spindle was just savable. Well, like I say, usually by the time uh, you catch it going down the road, oh, you yeah. smoked a spindle. I didn't even catch it going down the road. I didn't feel it yep. because it's the first time I towed with that uh, trailer and I hadn't towed in a while with the truck. I didn't even notice it pulling down the road. We stopped to get lunch in mm-hmm. Covington at the Covington exit and I come back out and I'm like, why is that wheel all fuck? Yep. Like, I think I got out of the truck and went to walk around the trailer to do an inspection, and the wheel was just black with grease and dust. Yep. And the bearing cap was gone, and the bearing was just completely gnarled. I'm like, 
great. Yep. Now what? <laughs> we ended up unloading Loki and like backroading it. Yeah. Over to to uh it it could yeah. ruin your trip. Oh, it I mean like yeah. you know what that I mean? Was like interesting start to a weekend, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Um but yeah, that's it. If you pop if you don't say you don't have easy loop hubs, pop the cap off your thing. They make those caps that are the uh bearing buddies. Yep. That push grease into it. You just gotta be careful you don't blow your seal out the back end. On the back end, yeah. They don't need a ton of grease, but they need a enough. Mm-hmm. And um, but if you have a regular, say you have a regular cap, you can open that cap, check it. If it's not completely covered in grease, the hub's not. Put some grease in there. Put your grease gun up there. Pump a few pump. If you got a trailer, you got a grease gun. If you don't have a grease gun, get your ass a grease gun. Mm-hmm. And then pump a few pumps of grease into that bearing. Make sure needle, you cover it. Needle tip for, uh, your, needle tip for your grease mm-hmm. gun works really good for yep. trailers. If you put a needle tip on there and you put it up to the one side of the bearing and you start pumping and grease starts pushing out the other side of the bearing, like 180 from where you're at, mm-hmm. you're full. Yep. You know what I mean? Like if you start seeing grease start pushing out the other out of the bearing, you're that's your set. Chances are you probably need to snug your wheel bearings up. Why is that? Because most of the time with those, you know, you throw new bearings in. Uh-huh. They always, there's a reason they always say replace the bearing and the race. Yeah. Why is that? Because they wear together mm-hmm. and they kind of made in. Okay. It's no different than a new engine. Your first oil change on a brand new engine is a very short interval. Yeah. Because parts wear together. Mm-hmm. Bearings wear together. Now there's metal in there. Mm-hmm. Now there's play. Play means heat. Heat cooks bearings. So you may need to turn that nut. I'm not talking three or four turns. Right. But you might need to just slow it it up just a little bit to get a good rolling torque. Are you saying I need to pull the hubs apart on low key and and change the grease out? Here's what I do. (laughs) You don't have to put new bearings in it. No, no. But like pull it apart. Yep. Put a new seal in it. Yep. Repack your bearings. Mm -hmm. Throw it back together. Once a year. Not a bad idea. Even with, so like after brand new bearings though, like I put brand new bearings in the front hubs. How long do you think I should go before I change the, before I not change it, the bearings, but like take it apart and maintenance it. What on your, on that front, on that Dana 44. Oh, I thought like trailer. No, no, I'm sorry. Um, well, I switched directions. Six one half the other. Yeah. So you should set your rolling torque and you yep, know, see all, how, that. all that. What's it, you know, jack it up and see what it does now. I did. I did it yesterday. Does it about I the had same? a weird noise. I went to pull into the gas station and as I'm pulling it, it goes like go, as uh-oh. it rotates, like it makes this weird noise. I've never heard it. I'm like, it's not rubbing anything. Like, what is that noise? And so I got fuel inspected the lug nuts and stuff while I was there. Kind of gave it a once over. I'm like, I don't yep. see anything. Drove it over to the shop, which would block away and jacked up the driver's side, spun the wheel. Nothing. Hmm. Jacked up the passenger side, spun the wheel, and I heard it a low spin, just a real easy low spin. I hear it. And I'm like, where is it coming from? So like I spin it and I'm feeling the the caliper to see if I can feel like a chatter. Like, is it the brakes making that noise? Yeah. Like, what is this noise? And so I kept doing that. I'm feeling the hub. The hub feels fine. I'm like pushing on the top of the tire. There's no play whatsoever. Spins super smooth. Like, I'm like, I don't like it's making like a like a whoop noise. What is this noise? And so I engage the lockout, rotate it, noise is gone. Hmm. I'm like, hmm, disengage the lockout, spin it, noise is gone. So something in that assembly to do with the axle shaft this kind was of making a noise. wasn't thrilled about life that It was day. making a noise. I'm like, well, that's weird. Hmm. So I was like, hmm, maybe I should just, I don't know. 
I, it was very strange. Yeah. It is something that's on my list now. Of, like, I need to look into that to make sure that it's not something getting destroyed. Pull, pull it apart, check yep. it out, and it may save you some money in parts. Pull the cap off, be like, oh, this has all got shit in it. Yep. Like, repack this or yep. make sure everything's good. Yeah. It's definitely on my list of things to do now. As soon as the garage, I've got some 26 inch um, wheels some in boxes. Big in, ones. Yeah. In the garage. So I'm out of real estate. Yeah. So, but anyway. But yeah, that's the, I mean, I, I do that. Re, I at least yeah, repack check. your trailer bearings once a year. Once a year. Dep- I mean, depends on how much you mm-hmm. tow, I guess. But like coming up this year, my goal, and I'm going to say goal because I have not been right. yet, my goal is to purchase a replacement axle assembly. Oh, and just have an extra and mount it up under the deck of the trailer. That's a like that's a yeah. It's like two hundred bucks. Yeah, but that's gonna that bucks. is your that is a fail safe right there. Well, so I look You're at how much I'm planning to use my trailer uh-huh. this next year. So, boy, what's gonna happen on a fucking Wednesday night when you need to be somewhere the next day and you smoke a trailer hub and it takes out a spindle? Well, now I need. Yeah. All of it. All of everything. Yeah. So you should, by all intents and purposes, in my trail tools or your trailer tools, um, have the tools to change an axle. If you have an axle, you should have the tools to right. change it. You going to buy it with the leaf springs or are you going to nope, sans leaf springs? So I will have, I'm going to get a U-bolt kit. Yep. That will be new in the box, in the toolbox. Right. And then I'm going to use some kind of hanger system or whatever that I can come up with mm-hmm. to OBR. just mount it up under the trailer right. solidly. And then should the need arise, you have, oh, I just tore up a hub and the spindle's okay. Pull the hub off, put the hub on, tighten it up, done. Oh. You know what I mean? So you've yeah. got two spare hubs. Yep. You've got a whole spare axle. So we're not going to get brakes because emergency situation like right. that, you, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But how long does it take you to change a trailer axle in a parking lot? A couple hours. Not that long. Maybe. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. It's having the part that's the problem. So mm-hmm. if I stock the part on my trailer, problem solved. Hmm. I've got yeah, for sure. two spare tires, two spare tubs, and a full axle assembly. Nice. And two, that's the goal. Two spare tubs? Tires. Oh, tires. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said two spare tires, two spare tubs. Hubs. Hubs. Gotcha. Tubbity hubs. Tubbity tub tub tub. Hub tub tub. Wheel tires already mounted on wheels. Yep. Yeah. Ready to go. Yep. Having two is pretty awesome. Well, you blow one. Now you're it's shit out of hopefully. luck. And hopefully you don't have another one. <laughs> what if what happened to another one? Well, hopefully if I have a third one, then we got problems, yeah. you know, but then we're having a bad weekend. It's fine. <laughs> but when you're driving 10 hours, you know, eight right. to 10 hours one way, a lot of shit to run over. Having two is not a bad idea. Yep. Yep. For sure. And then if you've blown two trailer tires, your next stop probably needs to be at a tire shop along the route yeah. to, hey, throw two new tires on these wheels. And if I need wheels and whatever. But yeah. Yeah. When you blow the second one, you're like, all right, let's make the tire shop a priority. Over. Yep. But if you're yeah. in the middle of BFE. Yep. Blow your just, second tire and you're just like, well, yep. I hate to be. Because they're not that expensive. 100, no, 120 bucks for wheel cheap. and tire. There are, you buy them pre-mounted down on ice day. Yeah, probably a Carlisle or something like that. Yep. Yep. Super cheap. And you're going to be really pissed, especially oh with the god. axle. Like some people may go, oh my God, you're going to have a whole spare axle. I'm like, yeah. You know what a brakeless axle costs for a 7,000 pound trailer? Right. 250 bucks. So it's worth it. If I have a spindle, go take a ship. I'm paying somebody to tow my stuff. I'm paying for somebody to bring me welders, axles, whatever I need. It's going to cost more than 250 bucks. Oh yeah, and like so, even a tow bill, 
say you blow a tire or yeah, any of that stuff. Anything. Yeah. You're going to have to unload your rig. They're going to bring you a rollback. Yep. They're going to bring you another tow truck for the trailer. Like it's just going to be a, a big ordeal. It's going to cost you hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Over and, a what? $150 wheel and tire or $250 axle, axle yeah. that you and, have the ability and tools to change in a parking lot. Right. Bummer. You and, know? At the, and at the end of the day, it's like, not only does it mess up your, like, not only does it de- get into your pocket at that time, but also what's your schedule now? Like yeah. you were scheduled to be down at this event or to go meet up with your buddies at, you know, such and such time. Now you don't roll until early morning the next day. You've not slept. You're going to go take an hour nap and then try to go wheeling after you just dropped a grand getting all your shit fixed and yeah. towed off the road. And like, it's just, it, it ruins all that. The all, you had to do was, all you had to do was buy a $250 axle yep. and some extra spare tires. So you get 500 bucks wrapped up in it total. Yeah. And it's literally, and it just sits up under there. It's there. You're ready to go. Right. So yeah, as far as the trailer thing goes, it's like just kind of a, it's, it's a so great, cheap. It's a great safety net. Yeah. People yeah. want to like, Oh, it's, you know, preventative maintenance is so expensive. Broken <laughs> parts are always more expensive because right. they never break at a key moment. And guess yeah, what? They moment. sell parts because parts fail. You may do epic preventative maintenance and still have a trailer hub take a shit. Bummer. At least you tried. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't trucked those in 10 years. Well, right. You were on borrowed time for the last nine and a half. You know what I mean? Like there are those people who just, I've never taken those apart. Yep. There was a uh, side tangent. There was an ex-girlfriend of mine from way back in the high school days. Mm-hmm. Her parents owned a, I think it was an 01 Silverado half ton. Mm-hmm. All I've ever owned is Silverado trucks. Yeah. So I know. A thing or two. That the fucking Idler and Pittman arm oh, yeah. are loose as hail. From the factory, like they're <laughs> junk from the factory. No, no, no. They last you a good 30 minutes. Get you out of the parking lot. Yeah. So Chevy trucks, IFS, idler pitman arm all the time. Yeah. Like er, 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 all, er, yes. Right. Tie rods, not as bad as the idler and pitman arm, but they're up there. Mm-hmm. This truck had almost 200,000 miles on it. Never had They bought it brand new. Oh my God. Never had an alignment. An alignment. Tires were great. I said, it's an <laughs> IFS Chevy truck. You are full of fucking shit. And I always, I like so bad the whole time because I dated her for like three or four years, something okay. like that. I, I just want to like sneak in the garage and jack it up and just take the tire and just because, you know, uh-huh. it moved like a foot. Uh, you never did. Never did. Oh, damn. Never had an alignment. Don't need one. Tires were great. Where and by where great he means he changed it every fifteen thousand miles. One would probably assume, <laughs> but like there are those people in the world. Yeah. And at the time you're like eighteen, you're like, oh, I can't really like slogan. I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna, I'm not gonna call yeah, you out. I'm not gonna call you out, but uh, I'm over here calling bullshit. Flag <laughs> is waving hard, you know. So like, don't don't do that. Don't be the. It doesn't need it. Okay, you're right. Everybody else in the world is overpaying because they get their vehicles aligned. Yeah. Jesus. Uh-huh. Insert mega eye roll. <laughs> God. You see him driving on the road and the steering wheel's half cocked sideways. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> God, doesn't need alignment. But gee, yeah. I bet it doesn't, you know? Mm-hmm. But 
don't be one of those people. Take care of your shit. Maintenance on a trailer is fucking super cheap. Yeah, there's yeah, really cheap actually. And that's the thing. Like I you I bought brakes, new brakes, yeah. the whole, whole four corners, whole brake assembly uh-huh. was like twenty bucks a pop. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not even like change the brake pads. Get the fuck out of nope, here. Change the, the backing pad. Yeah. Just start over. Why? Why would you not for like twenty five dollars? Oh, I have no idea. Why would you ever buy brakes? Like, I don't know. Yeah. A whole new everything. Yeah. Except for a drum. Yeah, change the you Genius. you hook the wire back up, you done. know, like yep. Done. I'm not even true. I think you could buy the whole hub and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, you could. Yeah. yeah. For like nothing, like like less than 50 bucks for the whole hub and everything. I was it like, was like, like I think it was like 350, 400 bucks. It was another like re-hub. $200 <laughs> to buy a fully loaded, like leaf springs, brakes, oh, like the whole bang. axle. Oh, and I'm my like, God. And I'm like, okay, if your leaf spring is bad on your trailer. I mean, hey. You know, but like. But you buy a trailer for 1800 to, to $3,500. bucks. Yeah. And. It costs you four hundred bucks to put everything new under it. Yeah, like, yeah, everything everything that matters is new. Everything that is a wear item has been replaced. Four hundred bucks. Like to be quite honest, <laughs> That's with maintenance you, option. Every view every other year, it's brilliant. It, I usually will pull mine apart and I'll repack the bearing. I'll put a new seal, yep. repack the bearings. Done. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't ever use my trailer that much. Like I'm going to be coming up a set right. of trailer bearings super <laughs> fucking cheap oh yeah if you're gonna take it apart to the repacking the bearing stages it takes like two more minutes to knock the races out of the hub yeah and knock new races in done done done. why would you just not go to harbor freight and get a uh, race driver set yeah yep but that's what I mean. Like <clears throat> that shit is God, so, so yeah. cheap and how many people because we've all been there have had trailer problems yep they're annoying as fuck fact and it could be solved very cheaply mm-hmm. a little bit of time not even a lot of time yeah just just one of those things like and and that's one of the things that sort of maintenance is like i kind of enjoy that because you say it's okay easy. on this day i'm gonna repack the bearings in the trailer like, okay pull it apart like, i uh came across a picture on facebook it was from like seven years ago mm-hmm. and uh it was trailer and truck break day so literally, I remember doing this because I was in the shop at work and I had literally every tire. I'm a truck and the trailer were hooked up. Every tire was off. Mm-hmm. It was like hover mode mm-hmm. because I was doing brakes on the truck and I was repacking the wheel bearings on the trailer. And I yep. just did it all in one day, pulled all the tires off, did all the shit, put it all back on. Done. Yep. Awesome. Like it doesn't take me. It takes you half a day, right. three quarters of a day if you're not in a hurry and it's super cheap. Yep. It's awesome. Super cheap. Hopefully that's not too loud after nah. doing the stuff to it. You know what? We're we're human. Yeah. God forbid we have a dog. <laughs> Sorry about you. Um, mm. But so that's where like you need to put that like people, oh, I'm going to trailer my stuff. And it's not a, that's not a free hall pass to like neglect preventative maintenance. Mm-hmm. And I've been there. So I've been the guy that's like, oh, yeah, my shit broke five miles. My yeah. shit's broke off the trailer. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should have, you know, <laughs> worked on it. A Come smidge. on, bud. Like, I remember I've pulled mine off the trailer and been in there at the campgrounds and like doing an alignment on it. Yeah. At the campgrounds. Like, oh, well, this is a good time to go ahead and yep. make sure this is right. The last one of the, <laughs> was it? No, it was the trail. I don't remember which run it was with yeah. a water pump. Yeah. But I'm like, hmm, I could just send it. 
Or, or I could show up two hours late and have a fresh brand new water pump. Right. So I just said, fuck it. I'm going to buy a water pump either way because I'm going to fix it either way. Right. It doesn't take less time to fix it correctly than it does to fix it half ass and whatever. Right. I'm not putting stop leak in or any of that shit. Ugh. Pull the water pump, put it back on, fill it with coolant, run it while you pick all your shit up. It's running. All right. Good. Top the coolant off. Put on trailer and done. Yep. And yeah, I showed up like two hours later. I probably missed out on some good social time. <sighs> Still beat me uh, there by like four hours and five hours. But I didn't have <laughs> a blown water pump on the trail yeah. that weekend. So, yep. True story. I don't know. I think I'm getting old. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't like we it. We had that discussion in one of the chat groups on the Facebook about getting old. Yep. Somebody said something about, oh, it was uh, Moab. One of the, uh, was it the city? Was it the city of Moab? I think it was. Uh, but anyway, they are like going to ban um, side-by-sides from rolling through town hmm. because they're too noisy. Yep. And so we're having like a discussion about loud exhaust. I was like, oh yeah. It's like when the crew cab gets, like when I get the crew cab back, like that's on the list. Like new exhaust, that's quiet. Yep. And Loki's going to get a cat mm-hmm. and the crew cab's probably going to get a set of cats. Like. I like it's my just, race cars loud and I like my street trucks quiet. And that, and that's what know? I said. I was like, if it had like 500 plus horsepower, like maybe I'd put a little more throaty exhaust on it. I was like, but it's stock. Yeah. Like, there's no need to have for me. Anybody, you can do what you want, but like it's stock. I've been it's there. It's not impressive. I had a straight pipe Chevy. Yeah. Like in you high school. You make a lot of noise great. and everybody's like, cool, man, you're loud as fuck, but you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So like. Nobody <laughs> wants to. You don't watch a race car. With 200 horsepower, do race car <laughs> shit with open headers. With open headers. Oh, you, you'll have demo cars. <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> um, I got to be drunk to go to a demo derby. I can, I'm thing. not. I don't. Uh, I don't big demo fan. Like, I don't. I, I want a lot of people are all about it. You want to do it? Yeah, I would like to do it one time, uh, but my back hurts oh, yeah. thinking about it. Right. Um, but Little yeah, it's, it's like. But outside of that, like, and that's ex- exhibition stuff. But yeah, like my my personal daily vehicles, like the crew cab had loud ass exhaust on it when I first got it. Like, yeah, you don't need a street and, truck that has two hundred horsepower with yeah. like loud exhaust. It's yeah. just not a. And the exhaust that's on it now is like is long tube headers, no cats, and a Jones full bore, uh, a muffler on it, yep. dual in dual out muffler with four inch tips. Like it sounds pretty when it's idling. Yep. And then, like, when you go, it sounds pretty good, but, like, I was like, I don't fucking need to listen to that. Like, if I want to tow from here to to Flat Nasty or S'more or J. Oklahoma, like, I don't want to hear it. Yep. I want to hear wind and whatever's broken. Yep. I just want to drive. Ideally. Yeah. Turn Turn on the radio, like, just. Ease on down the road. It's quiet. Like I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to like talk over my exhaust. The but that's vehicle's the not droning. Trailer I'm maintenance. Old. You know, I'm trailer. Old. You don't want to <laughs> fix your trailer on the way to fucking park. You know, it, like I'm gonna fix my shit before I leave and, if I have the choice. Yeah. So yeah. I think I am getting old. Yeah. I'm, I used to be the like show up with broke shit and like <laughs> all right, let's send it and like. Oh, it's, it's like repulsive <laughs> now. And I'm like, no, that's what I did when we were getting ready for finals last year. And, and, yeah. uh, and I wasn't even doing it. I was literally using it as a fucking golf cart, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I refuse, like absolutely refuse to cut corners Yeah, because I'm going to, I want to finish it one way. It's going to cost me more to half ass it and then do it right. So I right. might as well just spend the money now and do it right. Mm-hmm. 
And seemingly, I haven't had anything fall off of the fucking thing yet. You know what? I haven't seen you break a weld yet. I know it. Like, it's kind of impressive. Yep. I mean, given your track record. My track record shows <laughs> that I have room to talk in this topic. Um, yes, you definitely have plenty of experience yes. in that. I'll send it and then. It doesn't go like you think. <laughs> like you think it's just going to. You know, and it yeah. does not. It never, never fucking does. I mean, does. these gears don't exactly mesh up, but they'll be fine for the trail. No, they do not. <laughs> it didn't work. It I was mean, a cool story. We're still talking about things not, like that. It's not fully welded, but I'm not taking on the interstate. Well, it's it's still a good story, but boy, it makes <laughs> you feel dumb. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. like, I feel like I have just a little bit more skill than that. Yeah. And uh, it's not what I want to portray. So mm-hmm. now I'm just like, you know what? Put the time in, do the work. And the reward is my well, shit is mm-hmm. where it is. How reward- and how rewarding is that? That like after. How long had you been? So we, you had already had the tube chassis built before we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. What'd you have in that about right at two years? Probably about a year to get to that point to get to the tube chassis. Yeah. And then probably another year and some change to get it finalized. Yeah. It's probably a solid two and a half year build yeah. two and three quarter year to, get build where to go wheeling with it. Like my first wheeling trip was the, you should look. Yeah. Hangover. Hangover run. Yeah. You should look and see what your pictures say from the day you threw it on jack stands in the driveway here mm-hmm. and and tore the leaf sprung tons out from underneath of it. Cut it in half. Yeah. That day. The day. Yeah. The day that you were underneath there looking at the firewall like, how do I take this out of here? But you know what I'm saying? Like the day you pulled it in the driveway because you, you had it running. It was a it was a rig. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was great, but it was a rig. It went to the Padlands. Um, yeah. From the day you took that apart to the day you... Uh, you know, we went to the hangover run. Like, I'd love to see what that timeline is. But anyway, that's just so impressive. Like now when you open the garage and look in there, you're like, <laughs> you're like, there you go. Yep. I did it. It's done ish. It's done. It's mostly there. I got a lot of little, I mean, that's we the 95%. Thing. Oh, I thought you were talking about the time. No, I'm no, like, no. Time check. Like 90, um, 95% on that completion. Probably. I would say uh, excluding the rear steer, which is not a necessity. No. Yeah. Uh, probably, the original I would say 85% in 85%, my opinion. Because yeah. I'm harder critic than anybody else right. is going to be. There's but a lot there's, of little, little things. Right. Or changing or, or somewhat side tangenting. I think it's a good conversation though. Yeah. Well, about, it kind of you know, rolls into yeah. why what we talked about mm-hmm. earlier is important because we've been there. Right. Um, so yeah. Ian's rolling through his phone. I think he's gonna find us a date. Yeah. So you want to go on the gram? I remember it was leaf sprung, mm-hmm. and then I pulled the rear axle because I smoked a hub, which took out the oh, spindle yeah. on mm-hmm. the rig, and that was in September 2017. September 17, and then October of 20, and then the next photograph mm-hmm. is February 2018. That was sitting on a 43 inch sticky. But still leaf sprung with no rear axle. <laughs> there was no way that that was going to fit. Oh, like, I don't know what I was planning there. And cut in half on July 15th, 2018. Okay. So that was where I was going to start back halfing it. So that hadn't. Okay. I hadn't started so, the tube chassis clusterfuck yet. This was. Okay. So that was at the point where you were ready to start. I was um, just going to do a simple leaf sprung in the front. Yeah. tubes because i built a full tube frame from the about the firewall forward <laughs> one, one second yes are you on your instagram looking at this i was on facebook oh facebook but yeah so i'm on your instagram and here's what i find very comical mm-hmm. 
your profile picture is still the dime piece on the leaf springs. Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody takes pictures of me fucking There's off-road There's a ton thing. of pictures on here. Not of me. I, I'm very, like, I want my face in my oh, profile face? picture. Oh, okay, like, I don't know why that bothers oh God, me, but it's no a thing. Here. Oh, oh, your Instagram has nothing on it. Did you wipe it clean? I didn't have an Instagram or I didn't use my Instagram back then. Oh, really? That's why I went to Facebook. Well, here's, see, looking back three and a half years ago yep. to where it all began. Oh, my gosh. You didn't have a Wow. I didn't know you didn't have an Instagram back then. No. I just assumed that all this was documented on Instagram. Nope. It's all on Facebook pretty wow. good. But Okay. So July 2018, I cut the frame in half. Okay. So before that, you were just planning on doing a simple. Nice tube front, tube back half, left factory frame, right, leaf yeah. sprung in the front. I really wanted to keep the leaf spring in the rear with the back half. I had a lot of pictures saved of that. Uh-huh. And... Boy, come a long way from there. Boy, that didn't go <laughs> as planned. So that was in July of 17? 18. 18. Yep. So it sat there dormant with a with a broken axle, essentially, with a shit 14 bolt. For about six months. Really? Yeah. Because wow. I was from building, the, I was building this front steer axle. Yeah. Because I was going to swap yeah, yeah, it in. And, and, you blah, had blah, the, blah, blah, blah. and you had the dually. You were working on the six liter for the dually. Yep. Getting all that stuff done. You had that project as well. I just didn't realize that timeline was that long. And that's when you still had the old Dooley, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. The had, black one. Yep. Had the yeah. black one and then got the white and it one. Needed, and it needed a transmission. Yep. So like you weren't doing any wheeling because you didn't have a that tow That was rig. my problem. I had that rig. I had the white projects. Dooley with a six liter swap in it. I had that rig and, and I wasn't getting anywhere on anything. Yeah. You were doing you just, a little bit of each project. Yeah. Which and wasn't were, getting me anywhere. And you were building your first 14 steer. Yep. So like you were making progress on that. Yep. But at the end of the day, yeah. Um, I brought the tube chassis home as a roller July 18th, 2019. Almost one year. That was cutting her close. In two days. What? That was not even a month before your wedding. Yeah, that was. Uh Yeah. Um, It was a month and what? It was one year and two days. From the time you cut the back off. Cut the back of the cab off. Yeah. To the time you brought home the rolling tube chassis. Yep. Nice. That's actually not that bad, considering. Well, that was, I mean, straight up roller. There was so much to do after that. obviously, yeah. And that was, you said that was July of 19? Yeah. And then October of 20, it hit actual trails with all wheels driving it. For finals. No. October was the, um, October was, what am I thinking? The trail rider run. Oh, was that in October? Yeah, it was October seventeenth. Okay. So it went. The first time I took it anywhere was for finals, which was Labor Day weekend, twenty twenty. Wrong. Well, okay, technically, uh, I went to the RC Fest. RC Fest, yeah. and it did drive on its own. It was Ooh, far from finished. It was sketch, but yeah. <laughs> I thought I was gonna yeah. drive over. I would a child. say. I would say you got to go from the time that you cut the back off of it. Yep. To the time, which is the time you're like, this is gonna be a project. To the time that you went on trail with yeah, full, I went wheeling, full wheeling. Yeah, you went full wheeling. You literally put it in four low and did off roady thingies. About a little, so little over two years, then two and, and a half years. Yeah. Yep. Well, oh, that's, that's pretty a, spot on. It's a pretty impressive project. So, like, uh, doesn't given. seem like two and a half. It seems like ten years <laughs> uh, for one, and for two, it, Jesus. You know what though? Here's the fun part about that. You get to look back at that. In the in the years coming up, 
And somebody, if somebody says in this, I did this to Josh the other day. I think you saw that on Instagram or on uh, Facebook. He said something about not being able to not have enough oh, room, more space. I need yep. more space. I was like, hmm. Seemingly, a guy built a tube, like better part of a tube buggy in a one car garage. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to hear about your space. Yeah, it's, there's no room in there. There was some challenges. Yeah, but you did it. But I got did. Yeah, didn't hit the easy button. Go buy a shop. Oh God, yeah. I spent a lot of saying, money. I think it's all in how you look at stuff. You know what I mean? It is because what are you? Where are you at now? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I look at where I was then, and I just like, oh, I just wanted a leaf sprung back half, you know, <laughs> S10 with an LS swap. Rad flows. And now bolts we're having rear. conversations about building a super duty sixty yeah. rear steer <laughs> on a fucking tube chassis buggy you know like uh-huh. it's hard Super. to put it into perspective because yeah. i always see the negatives and the what i would you know want to do and all that but like when you stop back and look at it and go hmm, yeah fucking a it's yeah. kind of it's humbling but it's, it's exciting awesome. and now you i just have that enjoy you can kind of hang that over anybody that starts giving you shit about oh i can't get this done because of x you're like motherfucker i built this in a one car garage with all my tools inside yeah well that's a lie because i did have a couple toolboxes in the dining room okay for a while still do still do Um, but still but uh my wife is a very understanding woman (laughs) so god bless her you know but you could have done you could have the toolboxes in the garage yeah until i built the welding table i was they were in the garage yeah yeah but yeah Yeah. but even still you could have maybe organized things to make that work ish you could have made it work. Yes. There's a room. Oh, yes. But still, nonetheless, like you've used that garage to maximum capacity. And I'm just saying, like, where there's a will, there's a way. Yep. yep. Well, I couldn't afford to build a shop because yep. I was building a buggy. pissing all this money in the buggy. <laughs> so it was like buy a shop and wait two years to pay a shop off and not do anything or figure it the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So figure it the fuck out. I did. You just made it work. You had what you had and you made it work. Yep. 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 There's just a lot to be said about people that do that versus just complain about. And I'm not picking on you, Josh. Oh, I'm just saying. We're picking on you, Josh. <laughs> I, and I mean, I'm from the same. I, I do the same stuff. I just notice. I like I see these things. And I notice them even in my own self. Um, Some of the stuff I hear people say one thing. And I'm like, no, bro. Well, that's the funny thing to wrap it back to like oh. motorsports with the race series. There we what, what this just fits in just i opened up facebook okay and the first thing to come up is from uh woo girl yep woo, woo guys woo dudes girl yep that's a picture boy that doesn't fit the old yeah uh, yeah he had well he he ended <laughs> up having what, to drive that you? no but oh. it went along with it he yeah. had to drive that so he had a trailer i think it was a hub or something yeah seize up so he unloaded the truck and drove the fucking thing on the interstate or whatever for like 200 miles oh my god to get there and he's like, Jeez. I had no plans on driving it on the you know, that being its maiden run, but uh, it did it. And I'm like, yep, because she ended up driving a truck and trailer yeah. with one tire missing. Tied up, yeah. And then he drove the truck. It looks good on the road, though. Oh, it does. Yeah. And I mean, it fits right into this conversation. Like, yep. Trailer maintenance. God almighty. Maybe, man. Like, maybe possibly we don't know what caused this, well, but yeah. maybe possibly yeah. in it. There's a bearing can fail at any given moment. Or you don't still know. fail. Like even the, yeah. bo- the best prepared people have part failures. Like shit but let's happens. Let's just ask you, DJ. Did you check the bearings? Honestly. Did you repack them? Honestly. Just check it. Don't lie to you, us. You ton swapped a Dakota, but did you check the In trailer? like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it was impressively fast. It was stupid fast. Like he was he talking about it. And then he started it was that like, project right after the, um, 
right after the hangover run. Yeah. Like at the hangover run, he was discussing doing this. Yep. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'll see it over the next couple of years, you know? No, no. And then like, oh, look, he cut it in half. Like, okay, cool. Oh, he's driving it. Wow, boy, yeah. that escalated quickly. Well, so probably would say Ur started it right there at November. We'll call it November 1st. It's now February 2nd. Well, I mean, they went this past weekend. Three months. Yeah, less than three months. Frame grafted. Frame grafted F-250 to a Dakota. Yep. Like. I love and it. And then, yeah. And then swamp the axles under it. Sourced a set of used 40s. Got drive shafts made. Steering components. Uh, and was able fixed. to drive it a couple hundred miles on the highway. And then drove like, it, yeah. We're not talking about like, yeah, he got there with it. No, he yeah. drove it a couple hundred miles it, yeah. on the highway because he had to and wheeled it. Yeah. With who m- built the front bumper? Did he build that? I don't know. Dude, that thing's gnarly. I hadn't seen that yet. Uh, looks like they had a good time. They did find some snow. A little bit of snow at Snow Fari. Yeah, a little bit of snow at Snow Fari. Fucking A. That's good. I'm, That's necessary. Uh, I, I wanted think. to go so bad. There's no way I would have been able to go. It was on my list. I wanted to go. And then when the cliffs decided to close up, that put the nail in the coffin that I wasn't going to be able to go. It was a long trip up there, but I think with the F-250, it would have been fine. You know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about like, uh, you know, making shit happen and all that. Yeah. You just made a wheeling trip happen to the cliffs. Oh, like, you know how minute. unplanned that was, but because uh, your shit was ready to go. I want to thank my wife. It was like. <laughs> made that shit happen but you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. but but just out of the blue like i'm yeah. doing this this weekend i'm going wheeling it was literally yeah we we recorded the podcast and i was like i have four days to make a decision yeah. on whether or not i'm gonna go do this yep and uh, yeah i pulled a couple strings made a couple phone calls kissed some ass got my wife to somewhat agree to it yep and then yeah and then went yeah so yeah yeah that's what i mean like you can make those decisions because your shit's ready to go right and when like when i found the broken u-joint i didn't put it off i just fixed it did it i had the parts there on hand already i just fixed it that night yep and uh so yeah that's it's having a rig ready to go is always ideal it's a new thing i'm learning to enjoy (sighs) ah it's still not done driving that thing on the road is nice like just being able to drive it around oh i was gonna mention this I don't get any waves from Jeeps, really. Because it's the next gen. Yeah, it's next gen 40, so there wasn't no part of that. Yeah, they're like, well, this guy's like, oh, got 18 different up. colors. And yeah, just, mismatched color. Yeah, yeah. They're just a hooligan. Yeah, just a hooligan. I'm not yep. talking to you. Um, <laughs> and so I don't get a whole lot of waves from them. I was cruising on the interstate today, and a guy pulls up next to me. He's passing me. He pulls up next to me and like, Big thumbs up in the old passenger window. Fucking full chubber. <laughs> like in a, Hyundai, in a Hyundai. That's fine. He knows. Like that motherfucker appreciates what like, I'm rolling. What is going on yes. here? So. He's like, well, that definitely doesn't look like a stock XJ. Yep. That was nice getting a little thumbs what? up. I don't know who it was, but I'll be honest, I get that way. Mm-hmm. Like subconsciously. That's why I like using an open trailer. <laughs> you want people to know i want people to look at my shit because mm-hmm. it's cool because you get that every once in a while guy be like somebody knows yes or then but then the you know hindsight 2020 you get the people at the gas station like that's a badass mud truck no and then you get a domestic violence charge at a gas station for punching <laughs> a guy in the face but uh where you take that mud where you take that mud you guys going mudding nope don't plan on it sir we don't do mudding don't plan on it so need a sticker on the back says I hate mud. Oh my god, I do. Yeah, be great. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of yeah. nice to be able to look at, and I don't know. I like to look at my shit and enjoy my stuff. Yeah, when it's not broken. Yep. 
Cool. What are we going to talk about in the last call? I don't know. What you got? I don't know. We should go get a drink and talk. Okay. Okay. Action. And. All righty then. Let's roll her on in the last call here. I was going to use profanity there, and I don't know why. I'm not angry. (laughs) Son of a bitch. This has a D on top. Did this also come oh, from Dustin? That must have been coming from Dustin then. Why is everything from Dustin? Because he brings us lots of beer. He was gonna drop me beer off. Oh yeah, if he was, I was working Saturday, but I didn't oh. have to work. Well, that's a lie. I worked. I just didn't go down there to work. Oh, da- oh yeah, yeah that I makes got sense. Some yeah. tires, and I got some stuff from Napa. Some supplies. Damn, that would have been good. Did yeah. you know that a 2020 F550 tanks four headlight bulbs? Four low beam. Yep. Hmm. Nope. There's single element. Yep. And there's four of them. Right. Yeah. For low beam. Yeah. That does not include your high beams. Yep. Like when your headlights are on. There are four low beams. There's four low beam bulbs. Nice. No, no, it's not nice because I bought two thinking I would do both. (laughs) And then. uh, Oh, an LED? I did not go LED. It's because Napa didn't have those. Um, But I went with their like, what is it like? Nightlife. That would be the Philips, right? Night Visions? No, they're the Napa brand ones. Oh, Napa brand. Xeon or something. I'm going to pour it all in your lap because you're trying to get the sound effects. I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. All right. I have got here to drink today from apparently came from Dustin. I was wondering where these Great Lakes came from. Like, where did all these come from? Like, are these for us to drink? For us to drink? Um, Great Lakes Brewing, Elliot Ness Amber Lager. And I asked Ian for hot chocolate, but he didn't have any. Some hot cocoa? Cold. The wife's probably it's not always cold in here. Welcome to the world I up. live in. Yeah. It's always cold in Ian's house. So anyway, that's what we're drinking today. We're going to try it out. We've not had this on the podcast yet. I think they were called Night Vision. Yeah, probably were. But they were like yeah, the, the eighty dollars a oh, fucking God. pair. Jesus, retail was one twenty. Oh like my, list price was one twenty. I had our discount. I got them for like sixty two bucks a pair. But even still, I'm like sixty two freaking dollars for two headlight bulbs. You want to know something? It better be goddamn worth it. Yeah, that thing you're pouring. Yeah, it's another one of Dustin's beers. Light and full of flavor. Um, it's good. Like, he does Calmly. not do dark beers. <laughs> like, every beer he's really? brought us is not a dark beer. Really? You know what I'm saying? I didn't think about that. Maybe yeah. he, I might have to ask him, but, yeah. but like, it seems like he straves to the lighter craft. But the craft, the craft, craft, yep. craft beers. Of different varieties. Of different flavors and stuff, but it's all a light profile. Uh-huh. It's huh. intriguing. We've yeah. developed a pattern with him. Yes. <laughs> That's what happens. Wow, we drink free beer. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the pattern is with Corey as we- Work our way through Corey's beers. See, what do you think about that? It's good, right? Six point one. Okay, twenty-seven IBUs. Smooth malty paradox. It's delicious. Simple. Yet again, None. another good beer. And this is why it's Speakeasy's Garage. It just knows. So the beer is brought to you by Dustin, but who brings you Last Call? Last Call brought to you by Complete Off-Road. Can you pop off the the phone number? 58353? Nope. 
You haven't bought anything for a while. See, that's the I problem. always mess it up. It's 563-583-5363. I don't know why I try to get the prefix confused. Because you don't order enough. Remember back when you were buying yeah. lockers and a lot of stuff there? <laughs> yeah. You just I was calling Chris three boom. times a week. Yeah. Yep. I talked to him. I was going to call him this week, and then I had a whole like shit show go down on Thursday. Yep. And so he did not make the old call list. I need to order he my He suddenly gears. became less important. Um, I need to call him and talk to him about getting some more of those synergy bushings, possibly for the top of the axle on Loki, mm-hmm. and then ordering some parts, maybe, and getting some uh, Heim joints and building new upper links for it. Do it. That's what I'd like to do. I need to order my gears. I just, that's as simple as I can make it. I just need to order them. I don't want to keep running the, the uh, radius arms right now, but I also don't have a cross member to put in there to run a three link yet. Just run them. Yeah. So that's just it. So I'm going to tighten everything up. Try to dial Make it, it in. tight, keep it right, and then yeah. let's get her through this year. And she'll be wore out by the end of the season. Pull it yeah. in the garage, cut that bitch apart. That'd be nice. Yeah, just run it through the entire 2021 and just save money. She will, she will work, and then them bad boys will be loosened up again by the time the see, end of the season's here. Maybe. And perfect. Think about doing a set of Johnny's on the link side and then doing the Synergy dual durometer. On the axle side. Yep. Should make for a really nice feel. Yep. Hopefully. Worst case scenario, <clears throat> you pull it back apart, throw new bushings, rebuild the Johnny joint, and send it down the road. Exactly. Yeah. And keep running it. I mean, it obviously yeah. works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If everything like you feels talk good. about want to go three link, well, God. it fucking works now. That's just know? it. Yeah. And I think I'll save my money and do exactly what I want to do. Yep. Rather than just like, yeah, I'm going to cut this corner and buy it for less. Yep. So. And give me some time to do some research. But anyway, the biggest thing right now is just get the axle equipment moving. Yep. So that's bushings. on my list. Let's get some bushings. bushings. Yep. Bushings and um and some Johnnies. A little bit of tubing. It's gonna be a pretty easy. It should be a, a really simple. Pull the top links out, like jack it up on jack stands, pull the top links, cut that little flange off the end of it. Yep. Put a new tube on there with a Johnny on the end of it. And done yeah and install the synergy bushings it's like literally with the use of a welder it should take you no more than a day yep so uh yeah it would be nice to have that done don't know where i'm gonna do it yet but it's gonna be nice someday i'll have me a shop yeah i keep telling myself and it still hasn't happened yep let's <laughs> looking at this is unrelated to four-wheel drive I was looking last night at uh solar setups Oh, for like your house? House, yeah. Okay. Looking at solar. So I was thinking about the fact that- um, You need me to steal you a couple panels? Yeah. Oh, that'd be fucking sweet. I bet they're the nice ones too. I bet they're expensive. <laughs> I bet they are. You should ask them. What, if I can have one? No, it's how much they are. Oh. Like, just see how much it costs to get one. Like, can I buy some of those? Like, if, if can I buy some from you? <laughs> it probably takes some stupid fancy, like, oh, Ember yeah. transformer uh-huh. thing. Because they're huge, right? Uh, don't know. I haven't seen them, but I I'd imagine oh, yeah. so. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Anyway, they'll probably um, be like the size of this freaking piece of paper. Yeah, and they're just yeah. going to be like, "That is your solar panel." They're like, "Oh yeah, that's all we need." It's like battery technology. <laughs> oh, that little box jump starts a semi. The thing I was looking yes. at was like normal. So from the very very little I did last night research because I was kind of curious about it, and I've seen like solar stuff being talked about a lot, and. uh from the little bit of research I did last night, like the average panel is a three by five. It makes between 240 and 300 watts an hour. 
Okay. And I was looking at a 20 kilowatt. Okay. I wanted to see what it would take. Like, so a 20 kilowatt is a 200 amp system. Yep. Um, that's, it would make, it would make 200 amps an hour. Okay. At 110. At least from what I was like the research I did. Anyway, <laughs> it was like, you would need 1,365 square feet of real estate to put these panels. I was like, Ooh, that's a lot. What about that's, that? Uh, most of my house. And I don't know if most of the house roof faces the sun. Yeah. Um, so there was that. And then, um, it also said like, it was like, you probably don't need like, what's it going to cost to do a 20 kilowatt, uh, system. And it was like, you probably don't need that. The average household only uses 960 kilowatts a month or, or whatever it was. And, uh, I was like, yeah, we use almost 5,000 a month at our house because of the electric heat. Like oh, our, God. our electric bill is, is half the price in the summer that is in the winter. Yeah. So like everybody's like, oh man, the summer is so expensive for electric. Nah, bro. Summer's the easy months for us. Yep. That's like hot. you get a $200 that's, bill. You're like, ah, piece of cake. It's steep. This month's bill was four forty. Whew. I heat the garage. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's yeah. that. Um, it was four. Yeah. Jess is like, oh, bill this month's four forty. I'm like, well, it's not the highest one we've seen. Like, <laughs> it's not the biggest number up there, yep. guy. I was like, and it was a thirty. And January is a thirty-four day cycle this year. Yeah. So like, that's a big, like that's a big month. Hefty bill. Yeah, yeah. That's usually your biggest bill. January. It's the coldest. Your heat in the garage. It's usually shitty. The highest we've seen to date, I believe, was four sixty-five. Oh, so it's not too bad. Higher than no, no. It's, it's in that ballpark. But I, I anticipated it. Yeah. Like, yep, that's what it's going to be. That's how it works around mm-hmm. here, folks. And so, um, yeah, we had that going on. And so I was looking at solar panel stuff because because our house is all electric. We don't have any gas or anything. Mm-hmm. Say something was to happen and conspiracy theory wise, like, oh, man, the country, they're going to like the power grid's going to get shut down or blah, blah, whatever. Say something does go down. And they shut the power down. If I have a solar set up at my house, I don't care. Like, I have water. I have my sewage. I have all electricity. Like, the only thing I don't have at the house is food. So now you're going full prepper. I mean, all I'm saying is, like, you do that one key thing. You're fully self-sufficient. That house will run on its own until a battery dies. And then everybody's going to come to your house because you've got lights. and I'll murder them. And problems and arise. <laughs> yeah. And now it becomes a fortress. Come on in. Now there's a YouTube series on Netflix or a Netflix series about all your I can compound. Say, all I can say is you better hope that I'm not out of food when you show up. Because you are going to be on the dinner menu. For lunch. <laughs> Roasted fat kid. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's I <laughs> that would be obviously last case scenario. Like. Worst case, the world is ending. Our world, as we know it, is ending. Let it burn. But nonetheless, like, you just be self-sufficient. And, like, when the power goes out, when you have bad weather, like, here recently we were facing, like, a possible half-inch of ice just this past weekend. And they're like, oh, it's going to be a half-inch of ice. And we didn't get it, luckily. Mm -hmm. But had we gotten it, like, a half-inch of ice, like, there's a good possibility you'll be out of power for a while. Yep. If all your heat is power, like, is electric-driven... Like you need to have something. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I was looking at that. I was like, hmm, 
what would that take to set up? You get some tax credits and stuff like that. Oh yeah. They were talking about the tax credits, like give you back like 20 or 30%. They were saying that to set up on average to have a 20,000 or to have a, a 20 kilowatt system put up, um, to have that set up, they were talking like it was about 60 grand. Yeah. But then they were like, the tax, the federal tax credit would put you back down to 40 grand. So save you 20 grand right off the top. And then like there's local and um, other tax credits in there too. So like once you check those, you can see how much you'd actually get it back. There's a couple of companies that are doing it and they advertise on the internet quite a bit on like I see them on Facebook quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, you've about, researched it and talked about it. So now you're going to see all that. Then. Yeah, now, well, good. Now, now I'm in that mindset. Like, now, bring them on. Now I'm like, a buyer. Who wants to come bring me? Like, Dude, who wants to quote me? So let me side tangent this. Okay. People always complain about like, you know, I was talking to somebody about buying a whatever. Mm-hmm. And now all of Facebook just yeah. shows me ads. Big brother. Isn't that a good thing? Yes. Like, I'm sorry. That doesn't upset <laughs> me. I'm like, oh, good. Well, I really I think I need this. Oh, there's an ad for it. I'm yeah. glad I saw this ad because it reminded me of that. Yeah. I'll order that. Yeah. And or like, or it's a product you're kind of looking for. And then you see an ad for it. Like, oh, I didn't know that one existed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's, I don't see the downside. Like, I'm not the, the big brother guy, yeah. but like, oh, I was thinking about getting one of those. Maybe I'll look into that one and then start my process. And like, the technology of that, I think, is what scares everybody because they're like, oh, well, they hear what I'm saying. Like, well, yeah, like. If you the don't fuck want do that, you, do I say that you don't, you know, like, damn, yeah. go ahead. Oh, you want to steal my identity? All right. There's all my credit. Have at it. It's her. piss poor. So have a, <laughs> have a good time with that. We want bank account information. Good. That'll get you to the end of the driveway. Like it's more of a nuisance than anything. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't care. Yeah. Bring it on. But uh, that's just one of the things. It's not even that like the people are like, oh, but they're listening to your like what you're saying. Like, duh. Like you have a cell phone in your pocket. No one cares what a 29-year-old white dude from central (laughs) Illinois has to say on the phone. Somebody does at some point. Like, if they Uh, need to listen to me, they probably should be listening to me. That's one of the things. Yeah. That's one of the things. Like, there's certain times that I do enjoy that aspect. Other times, I'm like, no, I didn't want to see that. Yeah. Like, I look, I open a website because it was, like, suggested to me, and then for the next three weeks i'm getting ads for that same website like i don't want to say it loud because they'll hear me but hello fresh yep i had like a discount code yep and so i went there to like use the discount code yep okay i can talk again because i'm not say the name <clears throat> but i went to use the discount code and now like those ads are on on tiktok yep like they're running them on there they're running them on instagram like isn't like, that thanks. what you want from a marketing standpoint oh, from on a the flip side? Genius, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Oh, no, it's exactly what you want. But I'm like, that's not what I want. Like, show me off-road things. Yeah. Show me something. Start in- talking about off-road stuff. Look some off-road yeah. stuff up. Show me the newest thing in off-road. That's what I want to see. KOH. That's yeah. all my news feed's been for like a week has been KOH <laughs> stuff, and I love it. Awesome. Anybody who posts <clears throat> personal drama bullshit, there you go. <laughs> Not liking that post. No wheeling for you. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I've been looking into some of the solar stuff to make There's a house. lot of people putting up solar nice. panels. And they, I mean, the, the interesting thing is, I want to say somebody was telling me that if you make excess power off of them, you yeah. can actually sell it back yeah. to the it's power cheap, company. Yeah. 
And I'm like, what an interesting concept. Same with wind. We have a windmill. You put a windmill in your yard yep. for your facility. You can sell it back. Yep. Which is dope. And as the battery technology improves, it's, it's just going to get better. Be better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. If um, they were talking about on the snail trail podcast that Toyota got the newest. Oh, it's, they got, I don't know what it was. They got a grant or what it was. Toyota bought the newest technology for battery yeah. stuff. Did you um, hear that GM wants to be completely yes. EV by like 2025? Was that what it was? was, it was no, that that. Was, that's four years from now. It wasn't that soon. It was like 25 years from now or something like that. I don't think it was that far, though. I don't know. Either way. Yeah, they were. They had a projection. They wanted to be completely electric. Did, did you see the meme, though? No. The meme where it's like GM's like, let's build an electric this. And then, uh, and then Ford's like, we're going to build an electric this. And then the next one is Chrysler. And it's like takes a takes a line of coke off of the hooker of the stripper rail or something like that. <laughs> like takes a bump of coke off the stripper rail and says, "Let's put a Hellcat motor in a minivan." Yes, <laughs> I'm down for that. Hell yeah! That's why I said uh, Tyler sent me that. He sent me that meme. I'd already seen it once. He oh. sent it to me, and I said, "And that's why I'm a Mopar fan." Thirty electric vehicle models by 2025. The meme goes, oh, that's right. Chevy, let's make an electric version of the new C8 Corvette. Then Ford, let's make an electric four-door version of the Mustang. Then Dodge, rails rails coke off stripper's ass. Let's slap a fucking Hellcat motor in a minivan. Send it. (laughs) And then there's a picture of the Hellcat minivan. (laughs) Just badass. (laughs) And I was telling Tyler, like, I'm a, I am probably more pro-electric than most people you know. Like when the technology gets here, they make so much sense in certain applications. <sighs> Does everything need to be electric? Vehicle? Maybe not. No. Yeah. The but only like commuter cars. Why would you not do I that? Know. The only thing that I have against electric vehicles at this point is the refinement process of lithium mm-hmm. involves co- uh, cobalt and mercury. Yep. And oh, they're terrible for the environment. They're just horrible. But they're talking about like I was reading up on some of it, just kind of doing my my due diligence a while back, and they were talking about like how down in Mexico they are down in South America they mine this lithium out of these salt beds, and they go down there and they pump the salt bed full of water. Yep, and it brings the lithium to the top, and then they mine it all, and then they, you know, they harvest it or whatever you want to call it off of that. And they're like, yeah, they, but the salt bed is like wet, is like out of its natural state for a while. Mm-hmm. And then when they take it back to the refinery to separate the lithium from whatever, they use cobalt and mercury. And the byproduct of this, they're like putting back into the stream. And so like they're like yeah, causing it's issues. nuclear waste. What do you do with <laughs> nuclear waste? I will fucking bury it somewhere. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. And so like it's supposed to be, you know, uh, good for or it's not good for the water, but like it's supposed to be safe to put back in the streams. And some of the levels aren't going unchecked. And then it's causing some issues downstream to some of the wildlife and uh, stuff like that. And it's like, well, that part sucks. Yeah, that's why I don't buy the electric vehicles <sighs> is better for the planet cap. <sighs> Because I just don't I think, think it is. I think as a whole, it's a smaller carbon footprint. It's better. But it's better. It's not, it's not you know, great. it's not great. But We're that's what I mean. Yet. But like, if but I don't have to go to a gas station. Oh, yeah. In a short commute that I have. Oh, I was so pissed off. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. You know what I mean? Right. Like in certain situations. You, you fill up the house. Perfect. Right. 
but I'm not and, over here going, oh, this is, you know. Yeah, it's not the end all be the, all. The best option for the environment. It, like, nah, I, I think, think as so. battery technology improves, and it is, as it improves, I think we're going to see that change even more. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. But uh, for me, the biggest benefit of electric is uh, 700 horsepower from zero RPM. Yep. Like, yes. I mean, it's exciting. I just, <laughs> I, I like the gearhead aspect of right. like a motor. Yeah, and everybody's upset because everybody's upset they're like, well, it doesn't make any, like, no, there's no noise or whatever. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. Like, dead silent outruns any production vehicle. Yep. Like, currently. Yeah. Like, it's cool. <laughs> it's just like. But for me, I mean. Nostalgia. I, I'm not a big speed guy. I mean, I like speed. I like, I like acceleration. Mm-hmm. Speed doesn't get me that well. I don't know if it doesn't, like, get me that much. But for me. What really sold me, and this is the weirdest thing, what sold me on it is I dumped a load of rock at my father-in-law's house. Mm-hmm. He's got an electric golf cart. It's got slightly oversized knobby tires on it. Yep. And I was like goofing around one day over there and the t- the pile I drug out was like probably two feet tall. Mm-hmm. It was like just nice like drug out pile. And I went to drive over it and I pulled up on it and I just gave it a little bit of throttle. And it was like, and just like, it just crawled over it. Like yep. it's two wheel drive. And I was like, how cool is that? Oh, yeah. Like, the torque is 100% there yep. from idle. Yep. How awesome would that be for rock crawling? Yep. And just off-road in general. Derek and I were having this conversation. He was just like, it'd be so wonderful. Yes. Like, in the battery technique, like, you can stack your batteries. You can get the cells, and you can stack them in the floor pans. Mm-hmm. So, like, all your weight's down low. Yep. Like, it's going to be so wonderful. When the technology gets here. And they and somebody electric XJs. Yeah. When when the technology gets here and somebody makes the battery technology modular mm-hmm. to the point where I can literally line my floorboard with cells with battery cells, like send it. Bro, I'm putting a fucking electric motor in that Jeep. Like I'm doing that for sure. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. It's There's gonna be so a cool. Guy on the internet though. Yes. I think we've talked about this before. I think we probably have that he builds this electric small block. It looks like oh, a really? small block, but it has electric motor stuff in it. But it's an electric motor stuffed in it, so you can literally swap it in <laughs> to beautiful. anything with a small block. Oh my god! And then it looks like a small block, but it's literally an electric motor. And it both like so awesome. motor mounts, same as your small block into whatever, because that's how it's designed. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Let me get a sip of beer and I'll be okay. Um okay, now that I'm done dying. Yeah. Small block electric engine. You can swap it in. But I'm just saying, there's nothing like I'm trying to find this Toyota. thing you're talking about. Uh, uh-huh. I'll have to send it to you. This Canadian build is the world's first electric small block Chevy V8. I don't know. It's a guy that builds them. I would know it when I see it. Electric motor hidden inside of a small block Chevy. How much? This electric crate motor from Haggerty News. Oh my God. It's so wonderful. Can I just do that? Like, can I just have that? How much is it? Somebody give me the dollars. The guy was on Instagram, I think. Oh, really? That was Did it look like this. Mm, it looked better. It looked I like say a looked legit that. Yeah. small. This one here has all the components and it's kind of in the shape of a small block. Oh, it's sitting next to a, is that a Land Cruiser? Be awesome. I want it. I want this in my life. How do I do it? 
There it is. Web Motorworks. Web Motorworks. So go to Web Motorworks on Instagram. They're putting this one in the 1970 Land Cruiser FJ40. <laughs> Won't it? Uh, I definitely. Yes. Web Motorworks is the one I was looking at. Because look have, at this shit. Do we have a price point? I don't know. If you got to ask, you don't know. Two Bs or one? Look at this. I did see the picture of that. Yeah. Two Bs or one? Two Bs. Web. What was it? Motorworks? Motorworks. Okay. Yes. Got it. Check. Website. Check our E-Crate. Check out our E-Crate videos. No, I want your price tag. Yeah. How many it dollars? Has like, it has oh like God, headers. This, is a flathead. this one's a flathead. Yes. Flathead V12. Convert your Chevy small block to a custom flathead V12. Dude. Patented web flatty, a Chevy small block conversion kit. Yeah. I want it in my life. Electric crate motor. How many doll hairs would you like for this? Please sell it to me. You must call for pricing. I can't find anything. But a Produces lot of 126 RPM at 3000 RPM. Okay. That was two RPMs that you just gave us. 126 horsepower Thank at 3,000 RPMs. It's a dual motor, 96 volts, 3,000 foot pounds of torque. What? 3,000 3,000 foot pounds of torque between zero and 3,000 oh RPMs. <laughs> motor is paired with 30 3.2 volt, 200 amp batteries with a total capacity of 96 volts. 30 what? 3.2 volt? 3.2 uh, 30 3.2 volt, 200 amp batteries. 200 amp yep. i wonder how big that battery is yeah i don't have i got a lot of videos here of stuff but i can't like oh there's the building battery box for electric crate motor it's pretty good size given the video dude 30 batteries dude that's exciting like that's what i want i want to i want to be able to do that and swap that into my so like everybody has ls swapped xj's right Okay. I yep. want to pop the hood on mine and be electric motor. Okay. I don't care if it only goes 200 miles. Like that doesn't bother me any because I don't drive it that much. Like I'm not planning on driving across the country, but as battery technology improves. So he puts the electric get, motor like that in a block yeah. in. Yeah. Like in a kind of a, a framework that looks like a block. It's like the front wall and the back wall of V of a V8. That's it's cool. And like, so then you bolt all your shit to it. Yeah. So you just bolt the intake and the heads together, and then they sit on top of that and then somewhat bolt So, like, the controller and all that is all made into the intake. Like, everything on this is oh, built to house all, all the electric shit. So, yeah. it literally has... So, that's it open, but it has their proprietary heads yeah. and intake. All their shit. That look like the real deal, but they're not. Yes. That's There's awesome. a bunch of videos on here that I've watched. Um but yeah, it looks like a fucking, it's got like coolant hoses and like your battery cables come out the coolant ports so that you could run a radiator hose I think, and it is disguised as a battery cable. So I assume, I don't know a lot yet. One would think that if you're running an electric motor, you don't need a torque converter. It's direct drive. Yeah. No, you would be correct. Yeah. How beautiful is that? Yes. Dude, direct drive. Fat. No torque converter. Yes. You step on the throttle. It starts going. I just wonder how much this is. You should no. get a hold of him and say, listen. Oh, we should talk to him. I want to put this in my Jeep. How much? Can you make one with the uh, with the four liter setup? Yes. I'm sure it, it should could. be easy. Yeah. yeah. 
may not be cheap, but oh, well. it should be easy. Oh well. No more gas. No more gas. No more no more exhaust. Oh my God. It would solve your exhaust problem. Oh my God. It's the cheapest way to fix your problem. I think you're right. Done. Think about it. No more muffler, wheeling, no more exhaust. Wheeling logic. Think of Electric all the vehicles. Think swap. of all the room you'll have. Yeah. So much room for activities. I know. Beautiful. You're gonna go home and research this, and you're gonna, gonna find out this fucking, thing costs like a hundred grand. You're oh, like, well, I cannot spend a hundred thousand dollars on a fucking XJ. Like, bet, oh, bet, <laughs> bet. Uh, call your bank and go. Okay, I need a hundred thousand dollar loan. I have for a business XJ. idea. I think I can break the internet without doing shit box Click. <laughs> Here you go. Huh. Next oh, bank, boy. hundreds of banks. Somebody's gonna buy in. Somebody will take your money. Uh, I think that if I did a YouTube series on that, I think it could be fairly lucrative. There you go, ish. Just do it. TikTok. Oh, jeez, <laughs> what a good time to end the conversation. <laughs> that's all I got. I oh, love it. That's a that's uh, solar. And that's a wrap. Electric talk. Uh, it's a good last talk conversation. That actually was, yeah, it was like good. the old combo at the bar where you're just like, oh, but hold on one more second. How cool would this be? So many people message us on multiple platforms and say that exact thing. Like, I just love that it's a garage talk. It's not a show. It's not well produced. You guys are dumb as fuck, but I just like enjoy listening to you. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's what we do. That's what I'm talking about. That was our whole goal. We wanted to start a podcast of garage talk, of garage talk with some Just, tech and uh-huh. some like, because if you could sit around with your buddies and not have mm-hmm. a drunken, dumb fuck night, you'll <laughs> learn a lot. I mean, oh, yeah. like everybody brings their knowledge and their you history just, and, yeah. and their, their no, the ways to do things and conglomerates it all together. And you learn things. Yeah. If you don't, good. Go away. And you since know? and since the old COVIDs have happened, you know, not everybody gets as much garage talk as they used to do. Yep. So, I never get it because my friends aren't all in the same town. You know what I mean? True. Like I can't literally go sit in a garage full of my buddies mm-hmm. because my buddies They've live all the ever. way from fucking California to North Carolina oh, to know. fucking Canada to Texas. Canada. I don't know if I have any friends that live in Mexico, but I should work on that. In Mexico. Yeah, like live in Mexico. I'm trying to think Texas any, is pretty close to Mexico. I'm trying to think if we have any listeners in Mexico. But I don't I don't know. Mm. Interesting. We have Texas listeners in Australia. We do. Because we've talked to a couple of those. Yep. Even yes. my new venture is south. South. I can go. <laughs> I want to go Baja. Tyler, I want to go to Baja one time and just check it out. I was out. listening to the latest episode of Snail Trail, mm-hmm. and Tyler had been, um, he's been selling to one of the retailers in Australia. Yep. Selling his Morphlates. Yep. Oh, over there. I'm sure yep. that would fire. Well, that's the thing. And so he'd been selling them the duos. Yep. The, which is the two tire. And yep. that's what they mostly run over there. Like they're what this company has seen the most purchases of was the duo. Okay. And Tyler's been getting message after message of all these people wanting the, the Quattro, the four, the four tire Morphlate. Yep. And so he, uh, he sends that to the sales rep at that company. He's like, looking, he's like, listen, he's like, I have all these requests, people calling me wanting this item. He's like, it's cheaper for me to ship it to you in bulk than it is for them to pay duty and all everything all coming the, in. Yeah. Yep, yep. For them to ship one of them. And so they're like, okay, um, let's just go ahead and do an order. We'll do a bulk order of the four tires then. And he was like, so they placed a rather large order. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have until the end of the month to get it completed. He's like, I'm it's like all, all hands on deck, just like full just hammering like, it out. Just hammering out. Yep. I don't know how many it is. 
but it sounded like a lot. Hmm. Like, well, I'm you got to make it worth the while of importing it, it over. I don't there. know if it was hundreds or or what it was, but it was, yeah. I mean, yeah. Because like, if you're going to sell them, yep. like, he makes such a refined product given what it is. Like, other people make a similar product, but it's not refined. To, as yep. nice as his is user friendly high That's quality so nice i'm gonna i'm gonna try it out this week actually tomorrow on my uh work truck when you try on it out duels when you try it out when you wrap it back up wrap it like i showed you i'm going to and then i'm gonna yeah. throw it out and see what yeah, happens. yeah, yeah. See what happens. Yep. <laughs> good times don't throw it out on the concrete you don't want to mess up one of those chucks that is true you'd be sad i'd be upset yeah warranty <laughs> warranty i don't know why it's all beat up and banged yeah, up it's it's came ovular. out of the bag this way it yeah. came out of the bag this way i don't know i just caught this <laughs> no i've not talked about destroying it on a podcast <laughs> that it, you may or may not listen to but it's broken <laughs> i think i actually do have one of the chucks that is leaking Oh, oh, really? Yeah. There was a thing about that. Jeremy took care of his and it was like, oh, yeah, I had a bad batch or something. I was like, mm. I'm just lazy and I forget about it until mm-hmm. I use it. And then I don't remember. Is it, it just leaking when you unplug it? Yeah. Is it like a lot or just a little? No, I mean, it just like it's, but it's the whole concept is you're supposed to be able to unplug it yeah, and, and not, walk you away, know, yeah. and that's so, yeah. That's so weird. Like when you're both, plugging it in, mm-hmm. you plug that. If you don't plug that one in like first. Uh-huh. Oh, then it starts okay, like bleeding the, tire pressures off, and it's so like, there oh. is actually a way around it. You just unplug, you plug that one in first, and last. And yeah, but I don't ever remember which one it is, and so that's I just need to text them and be like, "Dude, I need a chuck. I need a fan." <laughs> okay, yeah, it's fun. Tyler, Ian needs a chuck. Does he listen to this podcast? Oh yes. Okay. Maybe, well, I'm pretty sure. I know Jimmy does for sure. Maybe they will take care of it. For Jimmy's me. drinking the Kool Aid. I'm so bad at remembering shit. Like I'll I'll forget it in ten minutes. Yeah. They'll oh Tyler will definitely remember. He's good with that. Thank God people yeah. are smarter than Jimmy. I am Jimmy's life. drinking the Kool-Aid. We're getting we're getting close to a one ton Toyota, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's happening. That, oh, that was my comment. It was nothing. Because, <laughs> because how, do you, of how do you not want a one ton Toyota? <laughs> I was talking with a guy on the job site the other day. He's from Oregon. And he's like, dude, there's all kinds of like forerunners and pickups and stuff out there. And I said, yep. just fucking bring me one. I said, I yeah. will pay you money that for weird? a clean AF Toyota, Toyota pickup. Ugh. Like, God, I said, my dream year, 85. Don't, don't do this on the podcast because you will get messages. I hope I do. I, I, I swear to God, I will figure out how to buy one. I want an 85 Toyota pickup that is clean. Like, I don't want it minty clean, but <laughs> I want it. There, rustless. I don't want less than more rust. Yeah. yeah. If anybody has a line on ninety-three Toyota bed size, also hit me up. I have somebody, Dustin, that needs a set. <laughs> That's what you need. Long bed needs a set of bed sides. Bed sides. Oh, really? Yep. Why long bed? Those are shits a long bed. I don't know. I would put short bed ones on and bob them, bob the frame and call it done. But he's special. But he brings us free beer, so I can't talk. Well, you can't, too much you can't pitch too much about it, can you? Don't go asking on the podcast for somebody to start sending you rust free vehicles. Mm-hmm. I did that, and Rusty Shackelford sent me like eight of Mazdas. Uh huh. And all I did for the rest of the week was just cry in my corner. Well, I'm not going to cry. I'm just going to go buy one. I just don't want to. <laughs> the logistics of me fucking going to Oregon and with a one? truck and trailer and bringing back you a fucking no, $800 no, no. fucking you have, truck. You have Rusty go buy it. Okay. Then you have him make sure it's all good to go. Okay. And then you just fly out there. Yep. We, we fly out there. Okay. Pick it up. Yep. Drive that fucker back roadkill style. 
Ugh. Spend thousands of dollars driving it back. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm all for that until you think about thousands the adventure. Of dollars. Think it'd be a great adventure. It'd be amazing. I don't have time for that. Come on. Where's your sense of life? I have life. It's planned. I have no more time to plan for life. Well, you fucked up. This is a nice pin. Thanks. See how it writes. It's pretty nice. So anyway. Needs to be darker. <laughs> needs more. Needs less fine point. Yeah, I need more thick, a mm-hmm. girthier point. But yeah, it does say precise, so I mean, <laughs> two fucking shape in manufacturing. All right, that's all I got. Around. All right, we're going to get out of here, let you guys get on with your week. Thanks for joining us. Happy February. Don't forget to buy your lady some flowers, otherwise you're going to not be able to buy Jeep parts. As Ian writes down flowers on his note sheet. Uh, no, I'm pretty good with that. Oh, nice. I send, I send my wife flowers randomly. Nice. Got to check Like, she won't get flowers on flower Valentine's lady. Day. No, he's like one eight hundred flowers. Nice. But I will. I don't like. I won't send her Valentine's Day flowers. Yeah, because They're women like women like flowers. Yeah, but they really just want to know that you care about them, right? And like rightfully so. Send your woman, wife, girlfriend. <clears throat> it doesn't matter. Send her a thing of flowers, just mm-hmm. a nice little bouquet of some kind of spring flowers mm-hmm. on a random fucking Tuesday. Nice. Make, means you're thinking about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks it's Valentine's Day. You're obligated. Don't make <laughs> it an obligation. Make it a habit. Take yes. care of your lady. Because they do a lot of shit for you. Nice. At least my So guess. anyway. But that's all I got. Side tangent. Side tangent. <laughs> um, you can check out more information from us and more of our content. Check out Loki and check out the Dime Piece Buggy at uh, on, on well at totaloffroadpodcast.com yep. um, and on Instagram at total underscore offroad underscore podcast. Also check out our Facebook page, Total Offroad Podcast and the Total Offroad Podcast Trail Riders group on Facebook. Just answer two simple questions and you're in. Check out the YouTube channel, which is Total Offroad Podcast. And don't forget to check out Patreon for $1. You can get all of our extra content, which is now going to be bordering somewhere along the 19 hours worth of extra bonus content. And get it all for a buck. buck. So go check that out if you'd like to support us. We do appreciate it. Uh, and we'll add you to the private Patreon group. So thank you all for joining us for episode 59. And we'll catch you on the trail. <laughs>